Hey, what is going on? This is Eric from Tap That Easy Podcast, as I'm sure you know, because that's what you're listening to. Uh, I am your host, Eric Walters, and welcome to a new episode. That's two days in a row. Uh, we're going to be putting them out more often uh, during this time because we've got lots of interviews and, and things lined up. And so I don't want to wait on these things too long, and I want to get them out as quick as possible. However, this episode was recorded two months ago, three months ago. This was during uh, Arizona Beer Week. It was a beer dinner that was going on at North Mountain Brewing in Phoenix, and my friend Brett Vibber, uh, the chef extraordinaire, dude is just awesome, uh, the former owner of, or the owner Formerly the owner of Cartwrights in, in Cave Creek, uh, they recently uh, shut the doors, and Brett is working on, um, or was working on a new venture until uh, everything happened just recently with the COVID-19, but he is an amazing dude, doing amazing things, still going to open up um, an awesome place uh, somewhere here in Arizona. I don't know how information, how much information he wants me to to say. And honestly, he may say it in this episode. It's been a while since since it was recorded, so I may have forgotten a few things. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it was a wild and forged uh, foraged beer dinner that was being paired with North Mountain Brewing uh, beers and also Arizona sake. So it was pretty awesome. And my business partner uh, Luke joined in on this one as well as well as well as well uh jeff kraus from uh jeff kraus is from crepe bar in tempe uh known as the godfather of food trucks in arizona just an awesome awesome guy and if you're listening to this the day it's released uh which is wednesday april 8th yeah i'm like jeez look at the i can't even it's all running together wednesday april 8th is the release date Wednesday, April 9th, Jeff is one of three finalists on the Food Network show, Vegas Chef Knife Fight? No, Vegas Chef Prize Fight. That's what it is. <laughs> Vegas Chef Prize Fight. So he's one of three. He, I, I think he's going to win. Um, that's just my opinion because I like him and he's an amazing dude and was just a really, really great co-host, a great, a great guy to have on the show uh, with this beer dinner with, with Brett. So this is a long one. Uh, we talk with uh, Jeff. We talk with, uh, I can't remember her name at this point, but uh, the mushroom lady. We talked to uh, Rob from North Mountain. We talked to Brett Vibber, the chef, and just have a really, really good time. Hopefully, you guys really enjoy this episode. It's going to be a while before we're able to get out uh, and and do things like this again, where you know we're actually going to um, events and and actually really even just doing podcasts in in person. So, um, hope you guys really, really enjoy this. Make sure you guys check out. Uh, where I'm actually. Uh, selling the Tap That Easy t-shirts, great t-shirts. Uh, on the back, it says Stay Awesome uh, on the top back of it in, in kind of smaller letters. Uh, $5 of each of those sales is going to go towards the Teresa Soros Legacy Fund, uh, which helps out Arizona breweries. And I got all sizes right now, I believe, except for extra large. So I got a few sizes of each one left. Also, the ArizonaBeerBook.com, uh, where we still have the Arizona Beer Book for sale, and we have a couple t-shirts there's a t-shirt like a white t-shirt and then like a baseball style t-shirt and uh five dollars of each of those shirts and ten dollars of each book sale uh will also go towards that Teresa Searles legacy fund so so go check it out um if you want to buy uh uh, Arizona beer book book or t-shirt 
make sure you go to thearizonabeerbook.com and hit that shop tab up at the top right. If you want to tap that easy shirt, reach out to me, eric at tapthateasy.com or hit me up on social media direct messages. So, all right, let's get into this. Uh, this is the beer dinner featuring the food of Brett Viber with special guest Jeff Krause. Your license at Crepe Bar. We but, don't, but uh, breakfast, like breakfast crepes and uh, PBR, is not usually apparent. Actually, that should be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a hundred percent a yes. thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it, no, it's just not our crowd. But we'll, you know, yeah. we 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 in our market, we've got a lot of soccer moms. You know what I mean? So we sure. do a lot of bubbles. Yeah. Um, but we've brought in cider. Cider is kind of hit or miss. We brought in, you know, some of my favorite beers. It's just people aren't. You know, they're just not drinking it in the afternoon. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But you look at these, some of these tap houses, some of these tap rooms, and they're freaking drinking. You know what I mean? So we're trying to go into this this 2020. We're trying to bring in a little bit more of a, I want to say a little bit just more flair. You know what I mean? We want to yeah. make it so that people can come in. They don't even have to eat. Just have a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're we're at that level now where our bar, bar is good, our quality is good, and we're just like, man, just you don't have to eat. Yeah. Just, just drink. We'll snack you. We're going to snack you anyway. You don't have to buy food. Just get a drink. Because um, yeah. everybody asks me, they're like, man, does your liquor license pay for itself? Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, barely. Uh, you know what I mean? So Bare- it's pretty much a break even then it's for a you break guys. Even. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, we're just missing that. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. such a going into talking about business, you know, the, the labor's higher, rent's higher, all these costs are higher. And I'm like, man, where do you make some coin? Is on the beverages, so I'm like, man, sure. let's let's start let's start amping it up. You know what I mean? Well, dude, especially as uh, like how much people love like brunch now, right? Yeah. Like, dude, brunch is huge. Yeah, right? and you guys, I I'm know a you big guys brunch do. guy. Yeah, Luke, Luke loves. He loves Definitely brunch. a big brunch guy. Yeah, yeah, brunch and, what, and beer. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to... I wrote a book about beer. I don't know if that's... You see him, he took his shirt off. You guys can't see it, like, at home. As I just tattooed he ripped it off. on my chest. Yeah. Hulk Hogan style. Like, just a, one of those things. <laughs> uh, but no, no, Luke... Uh, Luke um, I'm big on the food and beer pairing. Huge, uh, huge. That, that's that's his thing, man. Like his, I he's feel like me it's a lot unveiled it. flavors to me that I've not been familiar with before. And, you know, a lot of those revelations come when I'm just uh, eating food or just eating beer. Yep. But, like, the first time I had a cheese board and had an IPA next to it, and this is the example I use all the time. Uh, I was eating a funky cheese and then took a sip of the IPA, and all of the funk went away, but the oh, creaminess man. remained. And... That was like one of those moments. I had my girlfriend do it, who she's just straight up. She has no uh, relation to beer where she has a vested interest. You know, she's not going to lie if she doesn't like it. So I give her the funky cheese and I have her take a sip of the IPA. And she's like, yeah, exactly what you said happened. The funk went away and the creaminess is there. I still don't like it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, at least the experience was there. So that's, you know, chefs use all sorts of techniques similar to that uh, that are scientifically backed if yep. you will that are technical technical techniques which is obviously where the word technique comes from yep. that shape the food that they're making and a lot of that flies under the radar of consumers um, and then if you put those technical things like oh it was seared with this on a menu oh man that confuses a lot of people yep. and Eric and I have had this conversation with how beer names and beer style names uh, oh, affect man. sales in a big way yeah. yep. and so that's kind of, you know, one of the reasons why we've launched this food podcast is to 
not necessarily dispel myths, but yep. hopefully just shine a light more on some of the eccentric techniques that are used that really create some incredible food. It's and magic. Uh, it can a lot be magic. Of it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know more than anyone what all those techniques and how the experience is. So Yeah, 100%. Man, it's, it's pretty magical. When you can get those two things to kind of coexist yeah. and be harmonious... Um, I mean, that's the trick, right? Because the, the written language on the menus, and that's the thing, too. Like, when, they, when people come in, brunch, um, typically what comes with, what do, you, what do you associate with brunch? Mimosas. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Bloody Marys. <laughs> right. um, is, that, is that what you're, you're inferring to? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yep. like, but, but that is so, and it almost takes away from the, from the beauty of the food itself. Because sure. yeah. it's like, that's a whole nother thing. It doesn't even, it's not necessarily complimentary to any dishes. It's just complimentary to the word brunch. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's just brunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, but I think more, the more the more I see guests come in, the more and more I see like people being more active about what they're eating, what they're making, what they're buying. I think there's a, a huge market. I think there could be an upshift or swing into like changing that behavior. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be over consumption of these big, crazy Bloody Marys. I think it could be a good beer and a good dish. And just sure. be be happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a it's an interesting point, and as Eric knows full well, I kind of look at things on a way bigger picture than is necessary. But I look <laughs> no, at like I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's essential, man. I love it. I'm like, dude, I don't, I can't see that high. Like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I like but, no, I, this is legitimately awesome, something I think about is like what food was like a hundred years ago, and you know I've seen videos and I'm oh. semi familiar with the cuisine, but the point I'm more going towards is food has never been more accessible. So to get to the point where you can really build out an experience with your dining, that's actually yeah. approachable now, whereas 100, 200 years ago, you were just trying to put, put food on your plate. And yeah, that was right. almost everyone. So now something as quirky as brunch can yeah. really become a, a, a rooted meal that is a staple. So yeah. I love brunch is honestly one of my favorite meals. Like I look forward to the weekend when I can find a place that's serving brunch and like you were saying before get a beer with it yeah for me it's beer over mimosas oh man agreed so when you say you know what does uh brunch mean to you i'm like food with a beer going yeah. with it in the <laughs> right, afternoon right. um is there a pop we could do a pop-up a beer brunch like in all reality well, is dude, there a oh, thing absolutely. does anybody yeah. is anybody doing that no but i remember you and I, not, you, the three of us have had this conversation before of like your dude there's no breakfast events yeah right yeah. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah, so is this what's happening right now? Can we it all is. do yeah, like, I'm not wow, any of this, dude. This, I'm not recording, yeah. this is sh- our way to corner you. <laughs> you cannot get out. You cannot get out. It's like, a long time. Sure. We, I mean, that's a, oh, that's a no-brainer. What? What, is, what is this here? You uh, want to describe to this what we have here? <laughs> this is the venison tenderloin with uh, some Pima corn crema to pair with it. Excellent. Thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself? You don't, but you're going <laughs> to. I don't, but I will. Uh, my name is Elena, and I'm uh, with Wild, so Wild uh, Arizona Cuisine. Thank you for having <laughs> us. We're enjoying this uh, cuisine. Uh, and we never even introduced this guy. Like oh. We just we just kind of <laughs> went into it. Like, Who it's are a you? Natural, it's so natural just talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Who are you, and what do you do? Well, first off, thanks for having me here. Um, I'm always yeah. in your vibe. I, I love everything you guys do. The book is awesome. Um, my name is Jeff Krause, Chef Jeff Krause of Crate Bar. Um, 
I just, I just, man, I just celebrated 10 years of being in business. Um, Dude, congratulations, That man. decade went quick, and just looking at the future of the next <laughs> decade, and I think on the horizon, it's a beer brunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there that's, it is. That's yeah. Bring yeah. it full circle yeah. start. There yeah. it is. Yeah. episode. We're done. That's there it. it. Is. That's a we got everybody. Good night, everybody. We got what we needed. Later, dude. <laughs> good luck. Oh. Uh, no, dude. We all we love hanging out with you, man. Oh, you're man, just you. you're just a good a good dude. Good times. Thanks, man. Um, I, I texted my wife just a little bit ago. I'm like, hey, just to give you a heads up. So just to give people perspective, it's quarter to six on a what Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Tuesday <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> quarter to six on a Tuesday. I'm like, hey, so I might Uber home. Can you give me a ride to my car in the morning? She's like, why? I'm like, well, you know, we're going to have some, uh, maybe some drinks with Jeff. She's like, Jeff who? And I sent her a picture. She's like, oh, yeah, have some have fun. Oh, yeah, she love loves it. you. She That's loves so you. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember hanging out with you guys at the Cider Festival, yeah. man. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't want to leave you guys. You guys are such good vibes. I love it. That was it. my wife's birthday, too. Yeah. That was her gift. I'm like, happy oh, birthday, babe. Oh, man. We're going to go to the Cider Festival. <laughs> like she loves Cider Core, though. Yeah. So I shout do, out too, to man. Those, those guys. guys are great. Yeah. Your wife you. gets it, man. I remember we had a meeting at Cider Core one time. And your wife was, she had a flight with her. Yeah. And I was like, boom, that's the moment right Dang. now. She's not just coming in and pretending like she's going to drink the beers. Like, no. when she's showing up, she's showing up. So yeah. uh, she's yeah. in I understand. It. She yeah. is. She's like a professional. Yeah. She is, she's ready to win. No posers. No, <laughs> no posers no. in this family, man. Yeah. Champions. Champions all yeah. around. I so, love it. Well, we're also here. We're here for, for a reason. So we're actually yeah. at North Mountain Brewing Company. This is on, uh, I always forget, it's Dunlap and like 7th Street, Sunny Slope area, right? Jeff, this is your first time here. Man, it's pretty amazing. It's a great place, I was, I was right? looking around. I'm like, man, where am I going? Yeah. Because uh, like, <laughs> you're in Tempe. <laughs> right. Like I'm, you, I'm, your uh, crate bar is in Tempe. Yep, and South you, Tempe. And yep. you also live at Tempe yeah. on 1472 North. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <People are interested. laughs> Here's my social security number and everything else. That's all for positive feedback. <laughs> right. No Yelpers, please. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, what's happening? Uh, it is the first time here. Man, it's, it's freaking awesome. I feel like I'm all, almost in a different city. So sure. my, fr- my my friend Jason Calhoun, uh, the head, head brewer of, head brewer of the, the shop, shop yeah. he's like, man, bring back snow. And I'm like, I'm always getting into shenanigans with him. And I'm like, man, guess who I'm going to go hang out with? And I tell him, and yeah. he's like, he's super excited. And he's like, where are you heading? And I told him, and he's like, man, bring back snow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even question it. I'm like, yeah. okay, Calhoun's just being Calhoun. <laughs> and then I'm driving, and then I'm like, okay, we're yeah. we're almost there. To what? What do you guys call it? The 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 south south Flagstaff. South Flagstaff. Flag yeah. Well, yeah, Eric yeah. truly lives in South Flagstaff. Oh yeah, and, so another uh, twenty minutes north. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Brett, the the feature chef tonight yes. of Wild yep, Cuisine, who's making all this stuff, his property, which we visited recently, his new place is truly South Flagstaff, where it's about an hour away. So for me, it's halfway up there. uh, And you start getting those vibes where you're out there in the wild, and he's got you know a plot of land where he's growing new (laughs) stuff on. And as he talks about all this stuff, I'm like, this really is like we're stepping out of any Arizona that I'm familiar with. I think of Arizona as like Scottsdale, Phoenix, Tempe. And then you go over to his place, and he's like, okay, we're putting citrus trees here. And we're putting... Was he just talking about the spinach? He, he was just yeah, talking yeah. about what was, he said what it was grew he's... like six inches last <laughs> right. night. It's like, like, what the heck? Who are you? Right. Like, <laughs> he's a wizard, man. Yeah, last, is, time yeah. we, uh, last time Eric and I visited just to talk with him about a few things we're working on, there was almost nothing there. But yeah. I'm, oh, I'm seeing all of him talking about it, and he's talking about, oh, you know, the saguaro cactus out front, there was so much that we couldn't even use it. It hurt me. And I'm like, man, Whoa. I walk past hundreds of saguaro cactus, <laughs> thousands, hundreds yeah. of thousands in my life, and never thought about, oh, man, I could use that for food. Yeah, and uh, right. yeah. this guy's taken 
indigenous Arizona plants and, you know, other things available and turning them into food that's blowing my mind. We're yeah. shooting. He's uh, an inspiration, man. He's the real deal. Can I tell you, like, there's no joke. You look at, like, some of my, some of the people that I, I look at for inspiration on a big scale, Magnus Nielsen and stuff like that. He is on that level. Yeah. The dude is, like, a Bill Niles to foraging. Like, he is wizard smart. Yeah. Um, and it's not like a, he's not chasing trends. It seems like that's no. his thing. He's been like that since forever. You know what I mean? And yeah. you said his five or six year old, whatever that yeah. kid was. Yeah. He's out there, like, just in his own, in the nature, just doing yeah. what seems to be natural for him to, to forage, man. Yeah. He, he's, he's a game changer. Um, and he, and I don't know how he is with, you know, being on the media and stuff like that, but that dude's story, and you guys are great about sharing stories, man, he's, his story needs to be more out there. He's a game changer. Absolutely. I think yeah. he's truly the pioneer in all reality for Arizona cuisine. Like yeah. having that, that, um, and he's kind of, he, there's not even really anybody that's classified as that, right? But I think he's making that classification and he should be stamped as yeah. the father of that. Like he's, he's a game changer, man. Which and he is, believes that he, he seems like when he talks about it, you can feel the energy, yeah. which is inspiring to me. Cause you can just be like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. But that dude gets fired up, man. His eyes start light. Yeah. St- his eyes start lighting up and he just gets, he just geeks out over it. No matter if you're following him or not, he just, he's in, he's in that moment. You can feel like it's true. It's true. Yeah, like, talking well, about the we man right there. The he property. comes behind you, like he just walks past <laughs> the smirky. Like a, you guys talking about me? I <laughs> right, can hear, I can right. hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but he does it in a way. Him. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to get this this point in before you get your point in because mine's more important. Is that no, but the way Brett does it, and and when you just the way you just described it made me realize something. His son is puts off that same vibe um, of. Like, this is just it. Like, this is what we do. Yeah, they're like, not trying is, like, to be anything. No, it's just like, the son was not, like, trying to be like, hey, hey, <laughs> freaking idiot 41-year-old man, you don't know how to survive <laughs> out here. I would be your leader if, like, shit hit the fan right, right. now. Those but are the did. ones you want, you want on your side <laughs> Exactly. I would be led by a six-year-old, you know, at that point. <laughs> but, no, but both, but Brett doesn't, he doesn't carry himself in a way of, like, hey, here's what I know. Yeah. Like, let me yeah. show you. It's just like, this is the way I do it, man. Yeah. Like, you want to win, you're awesome. in, you're, you know, and he... He just it's treats everybody. Uh, the, the, he wants people to learn from yeah. it, right? Like I came in like oh, knowing man. nothing, and he's like, Dude, "Not, not with like a like high level. Oh, well, you don't understand. Just yeah. more like a let me share. Let me show you. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, pretty exciting. So to put a little context in as well, Eric and I recently went out with uh, Brett Viver once again, the host and chef of this whole thing, or the chef, not the host. Um, but we went out with Brett Viber and Tammy from Cotton and Copper, who's another, another forager. Yep. And yeah. they were just, uh, I was telling you before we started recording, they were just pulling stuff off of plants that I would have walked right by. And not even 15 minutes in the trip, you said. Like, it was not, like yeah. a matter oh, of yeah. basically <laughs> directly out of the car. <laughs> right. They can start finding stuff. And, yeah. you know, the day after, I'm trying to show off to my girlfriend because Tammy put some pictures on her Instagram story. And there's new stuff up where she's pulling acorns off of trees in the middle of a parking lot. And You're I'm like, crazy. what is going on yeah. here? I don't do you understand. See that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how and how are you seeing it? Like, yeah. what's what's on that radar? That's like, do 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 do. You know what I mean? Well, and then like yeah. another one is like uh, olive trees. Yep. I had no oh, yeah. idea that olive trees grow here really, oh, yeah. really nicely naturally. Yeah. And uh, so when I was going to, to ASU, I went to make from. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's a peace branch. It's like the peace offering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ASU, and when I was there. 
I'm like looking at Jeff for confirmation. I'm like, is that true? Jeff's like, no. I don't think so. <laughs> the Olive Branch is a Peace Branch. That is true. Oh, it yeah, is. Okay. It's on the, uh, I thought it's on... this is where this was like the Peace Branch like disposal area. It was in Arizona, and now they just all grow here. No. All right. so, it's on the, it's it's on like the money. It's on our money. The, peace br- the yeah. Olive Oil Peace Branch is. That's okay. where the phrase comes. Here's an Olive Branch. Uh, See, okay. now I'm getting way Dang. too into the, <laughs> the uninteresting oh, side oh, of things. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to go with it. Is this when you break for people. commercial? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, time to go. Speaking no, of sorry. taking a break, I think this is now when we segment uh, segue into the foods that you guys have in front of you. Yes, I yes, already yes, chowed yes. down on my sample, but... Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and do a tasting and say we're going to taste oh, this. Man. Why don't you uh, tell us what what it is we're tasting? Let me see if I can't find this one. You just eat this all as just one pinch. I'm going to try to pinch. It's like right? I was putting like Copenhagen in my lip. <laughs> if I had to assume, I would believe this is the Nelson spicy salmon roll to pair with the harvest ale. We don't have the harvest ale. We have some uh, Arizona sake with us. Um, but when I ate mine, the texture of the salmon blew me away. And then you kind of go searching for those. I don't know exactly what it is. It's like something that tastes like pickled. You get a little yep. bit of acidity, yeah. and it breaks up that texture. What would you get, Jeff? No, you're, you're right there with it. That's a fatty piece of, of fish, right? So it's fatty. Man, there's some crunch in there, some texture in there that's nice, and there's a little p- bit of pop of pickly something. Um, it's nice. He picks it's shit nice. out really good, doesn't he? It is. Yeah. I would have been like, it's... So there's salmon. It's real good. There's there's something in there. I overanalyze it, right? But I pick up on little things. For you, when you're tasting something like this, is it just chowing down on it, or is it actually? Man, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I'm, I'm chewing. I'm always chewing with my mouth open, right, so I can get the full blast of everything. And then I just start thinking about the taste, right? So, And I'm also looking at what they're trying to accomplish, right? This is one of the first dishes that they were offering, and it's paired with the beer or the sake? This is paired with a harvest ale, which I think was, uh... oh, wait. Harvest Ale and Sake. Oh, wait. No, that's... I don't know, Jeff. Now, <laughs> I think we, we're paired with both. Um, I think we lucked out with the uh, Sake pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a bonus? That's a bonus. The Sake is a bonus? Yeah, the yeah. I think it bonus, went yeah. with the, uh, the other fish. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The, the tuna poke. Yes. Yeah. Bam. Either so way. Nelson's fish, in, Nelson's fish Market. Have you uh, yeah, ever gotten yeah, anything for them, whether yeah. for personal? What yeah. do you, what do you uh, have to say about them? Do they're legit? Um, I mean, you got them and Chula, right? Those are the two main players. Um, Nelson's is pretty freaking phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's great. I was hoping that they were actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but back about a year ago, they were looking at maybe expanding, and the place next to me in South Tempe, they were looking at spaces out in the South Tempe area, and I was like, man, that would have been so freaking great. Yeah. Um, but they're good, man. They're just clean. They're, they're What I love about them, you go in, it's small, it's quaint, you can eat your sandwich, go to that little, what is that? What's Wondering the, Tortoise. Wondering right Tortoise. Door, yeah. It's a complete package, but their customer service, dude, is off the charts, man. Really? Their, their yeah. knowledge of like the product and and they're excited. Jacob, Chef Jacob's over there. He's been there for a long time, and he's got a great mustache, I think, better than mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, dude, he's in there. He's popping. You know, he's, he's shucking oysters for you to order, and he's just he knows everything in and out about the, about the fish. You know what I mean? So their quality is great. Talking about the quality of the tuna, the salmon, the quality of the salmon is, is by far the standout point. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I've been it's meaning good. to go there yeah. for it's a while. Good. It's a good bite. I've been meaning to go there for a while. Because my girl loves salmon. She loves when I have cook you, salmon you specifically. Been. No, I've, oh, I've I uh, been, been to the tortoise. Oh, 
Yeah. And I'm familiar yeah. with what they're doing. And, you know, I follow them on Instagram and they'll show their case and I'm just blown away. But it's Dude, about it's pretty. 25 minutes away from me. So it's a little bit of a drive. But yep. after tasting that salmon and then, yeah. you know, if Jeff Krause vouches for them, then <laughs> it's do, worth I the do. drive. <laughs> Indeed I do. Indeed I do. 100%. That's a good bite. You know what I mean? And it it's was, fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fun. You know what, what I mean? Was your, what was bite. the highlight of that specifically for you? Like if there's oh, one thing man. you took away. And you're you're going to ask me this and you want me to be 100% honest? 100%. Yeah, ah, the salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. freaking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't just have to do much. the quality of the cut. Like that's like, right. or the quality of the of And the, the way they cut salmon. it and the yeah. way they served it, right? It just chews quickly. You don't have to chew, chew more than 10 times. Yep. It dissolves. You get the fat and the fat carries all the other components and they're smart. I don't know is it Chef Brett that put this together? Yeah. It's brilliant yeah. because he's not he's not complicating it. He's highlighting what needs to be highlighted. Yep. And Actually, it just, might have been, that might have been Jaron. Uh, his, uh, his, Jaron? Jaron, his partner, yeah. Well, it's great. I, I don't know the relationship, and I guess it's not a podcast about business relationships, but Jaron did <laughs> Jared, it. <laughs> is it Jaron with a D or an N? Jared? Jaron. Uh, so like Aaron, okay. but with a J. So I've yep. seen him around. I've met him a couple of times. I'm bad at names, but dude, he's got a good yeah. vibe too. He's just yeah. he's in it to win it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, and I think this is what's brilliant about this, right? Like they understand the star of the dish, and they're not trying yep. to. Okay, I want to say this without being offensive, but they're not trying to be an Arizona ingredient chef. Like they're they're using those accompaniments, if you will, those components, just to highlight what it sure. is that they're they're using. They're not trying to make anything out of anything other than let's make the salmon the star of the dish. And then they're yeah. smart about, they're intelligent, dude. They're intelligent chefs. That's what I love about Brett. He, he's friggin' intelligent. He's yeah. an intelligent chef. He's an intelligent cook. You know what I mean? And that's what excites me about what he's doing for Arizona Cuisine. He understands it. He knows it. He's not complicating anything. He's bringing it out so it's accessible. There's no pretension to it. And it's just freaking good. It's exciting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. exciting. Absolutely. That's a really good point, too, because um, one of the things that... Uh, so when I did the episode with uh, Four Peaks, one of the things that Andy from Four Peaks said was that... I don't remember exactly what he said about locality, though, right? Like, of, of the focus of using Arizona, like, ingredients. However, like, don't, don't put quality... On the back seat, yep. at, at you know, they'll make quality uh, in spite of the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I don't know how exactly. I do know what you mean? Like, go local, local if you yep. can, but make the best product. Yep. 100%. Like, make the best product. Yeah, and I don't think there are salmon like in Oak Creek up in Sedona, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> right. I was about to say. Yeah. Right, yeah. and yeah. they're smart about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're they're just. I don't know. They're just writing a new language for cuisine. And, I, and, I, and I'm from St. Louis area, and I've lived on the East Coast, right? So when I moved out here, I was like, what is Arizona's cuisine? Sure. We don't have, it's not a freaking chimichanga or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> yeah. that. It's like there's so much more here. And then bringing in the Native American, you know, roots. Absolutely. Like, yeah. man, there's a lot going on. And that's what I love about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you two introduced me to him. In all reality, you know what I mean? like to say that. That's I, what I tell 100%, everybody. 100%. <laughs> well, that's when the first time I met him, really. Do you know what I mean? That's the first time oh, at the, uh, when we met at Oso. Yes, that one time. And that, yeah. that's a really the first time. And I was like, man, this dude is a friggin' like he's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm into him. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, I don't really know what he's doing. You know, he's in Cape Creek in his own <laughs> yeah. world. But yeah. then he starts talking, and he's living it. Like he's yeah. not talking. He's walking. 
talking, everything. He's breathing, eating it, sleeping it, and that's what makes it special. He's, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a There's so many facets to what he's doing. When we were foraging with him, at some point it came up how he gets his fish because he goes out and works on like a salmon boater. I don't remember exactly. He's on a salmon boat in Alaska. And then he gets basically, uh, you know, like a a credit account of fish at that point. Oh, man. And it's like the best fish or, you know, whatever best marine ingredients that you could possibly get. And the fact that he's out there working on these boats, to Earned me, it. blows yeah. my Earned mind. It, it's like, how much more cool of a story yeah. could you possibly get? Is the fish oh, on the plate? Is man. the fish that we just ate what he caught? No. Man, right. But why not think of it that way? And right. it, it really sure. makes it so much more of a special thing. Man, you just you just made the wheels turn. But I but I, I think this is what... And I wish the, the listeners listeners could taste this. So next time he does a pop-up, please friggin' Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think what he does, and this is what makes this special... Whether or not it's his sous chef or his partner, he's got his voice in it. They're respecting it as if they did catch it. And I think mm-hmm, that's the sure. thing that I yeah. love about what he does. He respects Absolutely. the ingredients. He's not masking it. He's not trying to showboat it. He's yeah. just highlighting it. He's just yeah. making it taste. And that's what I, you asked me about the highlight. It tastes like salmon. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and everything else just brings out more salmon. Yeah. Um, and knowing that he's out there, you know what I mean? Even though this isn't what he catched, but you know that he's respecting it as if he did. And that's what's cool about him. You know what I mean? I like to picture it like as I'm eating, like him capturing it with his hand. Oh, dude, that's exactly Like Van Damme style? <laughs> with like a trident or something in the water and pulling it out. It's goody goo goo. I said, what the fuck was this? Yes, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. No, when I picture it, I picture him more, not like aggressive reaching into the water. I picture him putting his oh, hand into man. the water <laughs> yeah. and then the fish coming yeah. to him. He whispers Please. into the waves and the ripples of the... Of the, <laughs> yes. the fish After whisper. seeing the way he forages, <laughs> it basically was like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, man. Please, Brett, put me on one of your plates. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> They're coming to him. Yeah. They're in line. They're Take a number. <laughs> it's like a bakery. Oh, uh, yeah. Those oh, poor man. bears with their leftovers, you know. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, I think we need to get we need to get to the next. uh, Yeah, we need to get to the next course. The next course. All right, let's go do this. She's already ahead of you. (laughs) What is? All right, so we actually went for sliders and uh, we caught a straggler. A straggler. A a straggler. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Brett, we Brett was trying to get rid of you. Yes, is that really what it was? (laughs) Because he got his mushroom, so he was happy. That was his payment. He was like, "Hey, you need to get her on the show. Show she'll get the fuck out of my face." <laughs> so just clarify, you can swear on the podcast if you if you yes. prefer. Um, you don't seem like a swearer, though. Oh, I am. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she cussed at me when I was like, "Is there enough for three? Yeah. She's like, "Get the three, get the hell out of here." <laughs> yeah. uh, that is awesome. So you're not just here as a casual observer for this right. beer dinner tonight. Correct. You tell us who you are and, and what do you do? Okay, my name is Beth Billadu. I am a nurse, but I am also with the Arizona Mushroom Society. Uh, I am the donations and fundraising coordinator. But in order to get my fundraising certificates, I pay my chefs in mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> what kind of mushrooms? <laughs> Edible mushrooms. Uh, we don't do the is... other mushrooms here in well, Arizona. Are they also edible. edible, technically, though? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, yeah. I think she's they accessing a loophole here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did, do you remember, uh, Were you? have you been to Riba Farms? Over on, where is that, like, north? 
Mexico? Yeah, it's no. pretty far, dude. <laughs> no, it's, it's, right, I mean, it's from here. Yes, Santiago. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I did a, a, a dinner podcast there one time, and it was a, another person, another lady from the uh, oh, uh, really? from, from mush uh, about mushrooms. Okay. I don't know if it was from AMS or not, but it's not uh, AMS. <laughs> Damn it! All right, before we start recording, I gotta clarify. I was I was messing around with you, calling it AMS. AMS. Like, yes, yes. So how how does like what what do you guys do? Like what what exactly do you guys? Well, cover? we are a five hundred one c three, so it's a nonprofit, and we are all over the whole state. So unlike California and some other states, have counties. Each county has their own mycological association. Okay. Hmm. So here in Arizona, it's just one. So there's we're all over the place. Like spread out all the way from the White Mountains, all the way to Green Valley, and then north up to the North Rim Grand Canyon. Okay. So mushrooms here usually grow in Flagstaff and the White Mountains. That okay. parallel. And, and north of there. And you you mean naturally, they naturally, naturally. Okay. And then because of the fires, anything west of the Rockies has these they call them burn morels or fire morels. So a lot of people that are midwestern, even back east, I'm from back east, they'll just say morels. Yep. But they don't have fire morels there. We only have them west of the Rockies. So New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, California and north has them in the fires. So once a fire burns, usually within six months to a year after the fire, if the conditions are right and the temperatures, usually it's the rain or the snow that providing the water, the morels will pop. And last year was epic for us at <laughs> the north rim of the Grand Canyon. We picked a ton. Epic meaning like Epic. Be- better than any year better you've than, seen. Yeah. There's other people that have had years with like the San Juan fire, but that's okay. way far back. Or yeah. the Wallow, you know, big, big fires farther back, five years back. Um, but this one last year, I mean, literally they were trying to trick us saying there was commercial pickers out there. Yeah. But oh. when we got out there... <clears throat> There, there was nobody, and you could spot them from the car. Like literally, I was jumping wow. out of the car, screaming. How? Like, like what? Like what do you? What do you see? I mean, would Luke and I, with our, oh, yeah. with our you would limited see abilities, you we'd would probably see, see him, but we'd have no idea <laughs> what's <laughs> going on over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, like, what's that like girl I'm screaming <laughs> in the fucking woods over there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing Pokemon Go. I'm like, I think I see a Dumbledore. Yeah. No, that's well, and the thing is that most people, like when they learn what what they are. And then we're talking about spotting them from the road. Uh, they're spotting them from the road, too. Yeah. Well, so. you kind of just awesome. blew my mind with that breakdown of the timeliness and the reason why that specific mushroom blew up. Could you give us, uh, us laymans here, a breakdown of what the situation of mushrooms in Arizona is? Well, I won't get into what was published, but um, someone did <laughs> a, a TV <laughs> program um, about the dryness of Arizona, but that's not true. They found in studies in Europe even that dryness didn't like hinder the mushrooms. They're in a network underground, so they're pretty much all under the trees. 
Their communication is with the trees. Without the trees, we probably wouldn't have the mushrooms. But they have an interconnective, they always say like an internet, going through, back and forth, constant, underground. And then it just depends. Like with the morels, it's the rain and the snow. People would think like, but it's snow. Like, yes, it's water when it melts. So, yes, <laughs> that does provide nutrients for them to pop. Um, and it, they even come up through the snow, too. So. Well, so what you said there about the network of mushrooms connected underground mm-hmm. to 99% of people probably sounds like, what is she talking about? But that's legitimately right. how mushrooms grow. And, you Pretty know, like much. I said, I'm not even close to a mushroom novice here, but it's my understanding that they have a network underground that allows them to grow and retain things like genetic information and stuff like that. Could right. you give us a little bit of information on that? Well, you know, they come up in certain areas. There are certain mushrooms. Um, certain mushrooms come up on trees that have been hit by lightning. So now, like, the Japanese are trying to replicate that by electrocuting wow. trees. That's <laughs> crazy, dude. Wow. Are you and serious? I read that article. Yeah, yeah. I read that article, and I thought, oh, my God. First of all, is anybody else, like, seeing the issue with, like, synthetic lightning strikes? Like, yeah, that's, that sounds global warfare right there. That is not so good. They figured out how to do it. I, mean, so I know mushrooms are your life, but we have bigger concerns here. Like, But, you know, there's different Forget mushrooms. Nuclear bomb, different bombs. times of the year. Different ones, they go for different trees. You know, oyster mushrooms grow in a tree. There's another one called chicken of the woods. Tastes just like chicken to some people. Some people disagree. (laughs) And it is all in taste. Everyone tastes the same food and everyone's got a different opinion. Well, so my my version of mushrooms (laughs) is uh, I go to Safeway or whatever grocery store it may be and I see baby bella mushrooms right. and then i see a few more exotic ones and i'm like how do i use those right. in food what mm. grows here naturally and what are the steps to incorporating those into an actual use of the ingredient well here's a good pitch for my friend chad hyatt so he wrote a book on wild mushrooms and it's called the mushroom hunter's guide um, kitchen guide and it has all of the wild mushroom recipes um, from California, pretty much. California is like a plethora of mm. mushrooms, just thousands and thousands. Probably some haven't even been identified. Here in Arizona, we know we have thousands that aren't identified, but we pretty much stick to, like, as a group, the ones we know. You know, there's new ones we might find, and somebody says, yeah, we'll try it, and you try it and say, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me stick to the ones I know. <laughs> so there is different, you know, some mushrooms, like the morels that I just gave Brett and David, can be cooked and cooked and cooked and cooked. Yep. So if somebody doesn't know how to cook them, they can be cooked to death, and you wouldn't and really And are these them. mushrooms that you foraged or yes. grew? I, I, I foraged them at the north rim of the Grand Canyon last year. So are these indigenous or... Yeah, in the fires. So this okay. year, they'll come up again. So these are again. the fire morels you were right. specifically mm-hmm. referencing. Yeah. So And they came up in Payson, um, sporadic, and it depends on the fire. A lot of us try to, like, pin it down, but you can't pin it down. They're going to come up where they're going to come up, like anything, you know. Like it's people like, uh, like, hunting, like, oh, yeah, yeah. those are going to come back in that same spot. Yeah. <laughs> and Not so much, yeah. You know? Does a fire affect the taste? No. Or the size or the shape or the water content, any of it? The water content, I would say yes. But just like what we found, the ones closer to the road yep. appeared smaller. The more we walked into the woods, they the started meteor. getting bigger yeah. and hmm. bigger. And then on the hill, which 
that got more sun, but it probably didn't have as much moisture. So yep. who knows? Why did those get so big? You know, yeah. now some of them, we, we did a, our own little thing that because there was a lot of them that were bent. So we know that people said those were coming up in the north rim of the Grand Canyon in the beginning of May. But then they got pounded by a blizzard. And so we all thought like when we went, there was still snow on the ground. And then we thought, well, you know what? They were like trying to come up like, hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're here. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're already up now. And now that snowed on us. So a lot of them were big, but they wow. were bent. Uh, no, just like guys, I suppose. I don't know. So. Like, what? <laughs> I think I missed that last part. Ah. Ah. Cheers. Right, anyway. Refocus, refocus. Ah. Commercial break again, please. Yeah. So w- w- one thing that I found really interesting is is uh, almost anybody that I've ever talked to who likes, who enjoys cooking, whether you're a chef like Jeff or whether you're just a casual, you know, Cook at home type of person like Luke or I, mm-hmm. people love mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Jeff, yep. you're 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 a mushroom guy, right? I love mushrooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a lot of different Both reasons. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all no. the varieties. Even oh, even regular mushrooms, they always say are edible. Yeah, I mean the edible, like medicinal. They have medicinal qualities. They, they are take high on its protein. own characteristic, right? Like right. there's so many there's so many different species, if you will. I just I, I did um and I'm trying to think of the event. It was in Phoenix. Um, and I, I was paired up with a guy who, who was a mushroom guy, and it was a lion's mane. Oh, I and the lion's mane, mane, I don't know if it's indigenous or not. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was the most fascinating ingredient I've had in my hands in a long time. And I wasn't familiar with it. He taught me about it. And I just did a soup, and I did a sauteed, and I fried it. I did it a bunch of different ways because it could just take on all different types of techniques, right. all different varieties of heat. And I just made a broth out of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was fascinating to me. And the taste, I mean, based on how you manipulated the, 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 the technique, if you will, yeah. it just adjusted the temperature on, or the taste so many different levels. Mm-hmm. The flavors were so different. And yeah. it was just a wide range. And, and I was it fascinated. absorbs the flavors. Man, it was like, crazy. Like, if you put it with tomatoes, yeah. when I first did that, I was like... Oh my God! This is yeah. like really. Good. And, it, and if you think about why I think everybody loves—not everybody loves mushrooms. Like right. we've converted yeah. a lot of people into liking mm-hmm. mushrooms. We do a we do a old school French technique, a mushroom ragu with uh-huh. with cremini's, right? Mm-hmm. Super simple. Um, but I think one of the reasons people, if you're if you're cooking mushrooms, right? I think one of the reasons people love it is the umami. It's just hard to describe. Right. It's just like this satisfying, like. Like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. a satisfying taste. It is um, hard. It, you it can't is. describe it. No, and everyone just gonna, has their favorites, too. I was going right. to ask him to describe right. it, and yeah. then immediately he said, you can't describe yeah, it. You can. I'm not going to ask you that can. question. You can't. And people yeah. will Which say, oh, my God, that tastes horrible. Like, then, there's people that hate lion's right. mane. And you'll say, what? You don't yeah. know what you're talking yeah. about. Man, I, t- I, t- yeah. I just, all I did when I was paired up with him, that was it. I was like, I'm going to feature this lion's mane like no other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being a pretty special dish for me. Because I'm like, man, this is so versatile. But I think that's the chef's or the cook's, um, I, I want to say that's the that's the excitement of it, right? Because right. I think people who don't like mushrooms, well, they haven't really cooked it right. right. Or they haven't yeah. really experimented with the different techniques. Because a mushroom is... 
They I just mean, say slimy. Oh, they're right. so slimy. Well, yeah. I know two people that are textural yeah. people, that, and they're that, like, oh, it's slimy. Always I can't been do the it. feedback that I've got. Like yeah. what, anybody who tells me they don't like mushrooms, it's they always yep. right. or they always say texture. Yep. It's yeah, always texture. a texture. It's a textural yeah. thing. You know but yeah. some, if yeah. they're cooked different, right. like crispy. Like yeah. the enokis that he has out there. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah those look pretty. I mean, they crisp yeah. them up and they throw yeah. them in a soup, and people don't even know it's a mushroom no. until they yeah. say, oh, that's yeah. mushroom. <laughs> we take the stems of our creminis, and we use uh, we, we fry those hard, like super yeah. hard, super salty, and that's the most of the base of our, of mm. our ragu. Yeah. I mean, I can spoon feed. I mean, I'm just, I love it because it's like, it's like a snack. You know what I mean? I'm like, put yeah. this into a, a popcorn container and put me in front of a movie. Yeah. This is all I'm I want. Good. You know I'm what I mean? Good. The mushroom Pick stems one. fried. Yeah. <laughs> Salty fried oh, buttery. That Done. needs to go in the brunch on the oh, brunch event. I know. And see, chicken of the woods. It's like yeah. one of my favorites, and what it tastes you, like chicken. What's that look like? I'm not sure if I'm it's familiar bright, with it. Bright, bright yellow, like hmm. neon yellow and Whoa. orange. Okay, and it grows on trees. Man, if I saw that, that in the wild, I would be concerned would for know. my health. Just being <laughs> no, in the vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> like nuclear. Yeah. I tell my kids, good work. Good work. Get away from that. It's glowing. But it's dad, glowing. But dad, on your podcast, they said that's the best one. I wasn't listening. Just get away from it. But you know what I find? There's like about three guys, and they hate it. But then, like the uh, chef that I know, that Chad Hyatt, yeah. he said, you cannot overcook it. Yeah. If you overcook it, it starts to turn bitter. Yeah. And that's true. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. Time I just the, left it whereas I, the other ones, you were saying you can, you can cook, cook them into cook, oblivion. Yeah. Cook, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's very interesting because yeah. one thing I've wanted to ask you is, um, you know, it's one thing to go and buy typical mushrooms, regular mushrooms, if you will, from Safeway. But to go out and forage them and mm-hmm. actually utilize them is such a uh, difference in the two experiences. So. Oh, yeah. For someone that's an expert, what is like the simplest way that an I'm average an person, <laughs> someone who's uh, more expert than AM's we are, ex- how about that? A residential you- AMS expert here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be so pissed. Oh man, I'm gonna get like a, a email from her. Uh, I'm holding her back. I'm holding her back right now. No, only if you can see what's happening. Stop. Wait, what is AMS? Is AMS something that like no. am I missing? All right, all right. I thought it was a type like, of mushroom. I am what I am. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I am with. It's not am with. No, it is not am with. Okay, we're good. So, what's like the simplest way to go out and find a wild Join mushroom? Join the in Arizona, Arizona Mushroom Society. Oh, okay, good answer on so that. So, it's Arizona Mushrooms uh, Society org, and it's fifteen dollars a year for you and whoever you comes with you. Um, well, that's like nothing. Fifteen dollars a year. So yeah. what does that bring with it then? Well, then this? you have to watch because as those emails come up, you got to jump on it. You okay. can't be going, oh, oh well, let me think class. about it. Yeah, we yep. we do like uh, groups of fifty, and those will like people will sit there like, well, let me think about it. Uh, well, so explain no, why. About it. Explain why that doesn't work. Why but, you can't wait. Well, because other people are jumping on that group. Uh-huh. They want to go out. They, they're excited. They, they hear like, oh, my God, they're going out. They're going out. Um, even on the sideline, I'm taking a break from Facebook right now. But, I mean, I, have, I go out on my own a lot. And then people will want to tag along. <laughs> you don't want them to. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have my group of friends, too. So we kind of stick together. We usually go out you know together but um yeah i mean and then some people you have that just pick a mushroom up and go can i eat this like well do you know what it is 
No, I'm asking you. Well, no, don't do that because I had to look it up myself to learn what it is. So if you don't know what it is, don't pick don't it up it. and don't eat it. So did yeah. I miss this? What got you into mushrooms? Well, I always loved them. And way back when, way back, I was a sous chef. And so I always cooked with mushrooms. And in New England, um, my uh, stepfather and the neighbor went out picking. And he was from Poland. But none of the kids went. Nobody went. You know, so I never went. I was always in the woods, but we never picked mushrooms. Yeah. So nobody ever showed me. And then I moved to Michigan, and everyone kept saying, oh, we have morels here. Oh, yeah. And then I thought, oh, yeah, and I tried them, and I thought, i got to join one of those mushroom societies. But I didn't. You <laughs> know, I had so there. many things <laughs> that I was been. doing. I know. <laughs> and then I moved list. to Arizona. <laughs> and then Arizona, I, well, here's what happened with me. I had breast cancer, and it came up on, I don't know what, Facebook or something. It said Arizona Mushroom Society, and I was having complications with radiation. And I I thought, oh, my God, I've been wanting to do this, and now I have all this time off, so I should just go. But I still had a pick line in my arm. And then I looked up the president. He was a doctor. And I thought, I'm going to, like, write him and see if I can go. And then he was like... Are you crazy? <laughs> like, well. A little. <laughs> so he said, yes, you can go. You know, yeah. and I said, yeah, I know what to do with my line and everything. I'm a nurse, so you're yeah. a doctor. If anything happens, I know what to do. <laughs> I picked you specifically, <laughs> you doctor. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So I went out there about the first one. It was on May 1st in 2016. And... Uh, I found so many morels, and I, you know, it was like an epic for me that like, year. Like an Easter egg hunt yeah. where you get excited. I mean, I first went out, I, I ended up by myself on a log, and I kind of cried, like, oh, I have to come out to the woods now. I've not been doing it. I've been neglecting this. That's just what I always did. And then I cried, and I wiped the tears away, and I looked down, and there was morels all around me, and I thought, oh, oh my wow. God, oh, my God. And then I walked farther, and I said, to these people I had just met. Hey, there's more morels out here. They said, no, there's not, there's not any morels. And I said, yes, there is. There, I, and I have a feeling that I'm going to find more. And we just walked maybe not even 20 feet. And we both looked and it was like a football field wow. of morels. Uh, that's cool. Just yeah. hundreds. Well, hundreds. and morels are an interesting one where when I think mushroom, once again, I think baby bells, right? I think like that it's yeah, about like you know, a little portobello. About the size, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about the size of like let's say two quarters, something like that. Pretty small, but average size. The morels, when you see them, they look exotic because they're long and right. skinny with little tops. And pits. I see that they have little pits. And uh, if I didn't just see them outside, I would have thought to myself, "Wow, that's a poisonous mushroom." If I had seen it in the wild, but right. The fact that it's not only a delicious edible mushroom, but like you're saying, it's easy to cook. You don't have to worry about overcooking it. Yeah, you to can me, cook it. That is, that is really a special ingredient because it's accessible, it's delicious, and it's local. Right. And you don't have to, you know, get something flown in from Japan or wherever right. else they grow mushrooms. Forgive me for my ignorance, right. but no, um, no, they come from there and they come from other places, or they'll say what they are. They'll say they're yeah. fire morels and they're not, and they do have a different taste. You know, the fire morels. I think are stronger, but then there's two different other types like that I just tried last year. Stronger, and, like robust, like more like... Well, like the blondes. Yep. Um, 
it tasted delicate, but it was a different taste than the yeah. fires. And then I found, because I was the first one to find those last year, I found the grays, which the grays, um, it's a gray fuzzy foot. It's what it's called. But the stem on it on most morels is white or beige. And these are brown hmm. with like a velvet kind of fuzz on them. It's got a brown foot. And so I was, I had found them and my friend had, was there and I said, you guys have found yours all day long and I haven't found as much as you. So these are mine. <laughs> so then I sat there in the hole and I was picking them. And as I was picking them, I was like, oh my God, these are the gray fuzzy foots. <laughs> I screamed. And of course they came running over and I thought, oh my God, I found them. I found them. That's so awesome. They knew they existed in Arizona, but. They, nobody had found them. And I found 75 that day. Wow. So they exist in Colorado, like a lot, many, 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 and in New Mexico. Um, California, I don't know if they have the grace, but it's like a double-walled morel. So it's like you took a morel and put it in another morel. So hmm, when you crazy. cut it, it's doubled. Oh, no way. Wow. And Very interesting. One of our, um, like... Our doctor, you know, he loves those. He's obsessed with a gray fuzzy foot. Yeah. So I gave some to him because when I took a picture, he goes, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm giving them to you, Chris. That's so, awesome. So, you know, you mentioned earlier how you've kind of had an awareness of mushrooms for a while now, ever since back when you were in Michigan. Um, but how has your perception changed over time? of mushrooms and specifically incorporating them into food dishes. Well, I also learned that you can't eat too many of one mushroom <laughs> like in a certain period of time because Costco had the chanterelles for yep. sale and they were pretty cheap. Now, chanterelles here are totally different than the ones in the Northwest. Meaning want... chanterelles grown here. Yeah, okay. no, the ones growing in the woods... They are, like, small. They smell like apricots, really strong. And, like, you're walking through the woods, you can smell them. You'll be like, they're around here. Hmm. I smell apricots. Wow, that's incredible. You know, and, and they're very small. Um, the ones in the northwest are, like, the redwoods. You know, like, they're gigantic. And then all the way up through Oregon, Washington, Canada, they're big. They're not the little tiny ones. And the flavor is not as strong. But when they had them at Costco, I was like, oh, my God, these taste so great. So I cooked them up. At first, I just cooked them in butter. And then I thought, well, I don't even need pasta. I could just eat them like this out of the pan. <laughs> well, then I was eating them, and I thought, well, I could lose some weight eating these every day. So I, <laughs> so I was eating them with other things, other vegetables. I put them with chicken or whatever, made soups with them. And after a couple of weeks, I was kind of sick of them. And then the next time I ate them, I had just cooked them. And then I ate them, and I felt like someone punched me in the stomach. And I was oh, like, oh, oh crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. And then, then I was like, like, to the bathroom. And then it was like water. And then I looked oh. it up online, and I, I said, can, we can, can you create? Can you create? <laughs> I'm a nerd. you got to watch it with me. <laughs> So I looked it up and I said, can you create an allergy to chanterelles? And then this guy. You said create an allergy. Create it. So I okay. did create you it an allergy. by okay. eating it too much. Wow. Oh, and then it said, the guy said to this girl, because she said, yeah, I have 
diarrhea really bad. And he said, if you can shit through a screen, you have created an allergy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Let me go to please. Check, the- please. Can we get the check, please? I'll see you guys the next time. Nice meeting you. If you guys see Jeff Cross in the next three days, he's walking from uh, South Flagstaff to Tempe. <laughs> Oh my god! So I created it out, and then somebody said, "Give it three years," but I, I did, and it's still same thing. Wow! So, give it three years. Give it three years. Three years. Just give it three and years. And try it again. Yes. Yeah. My daughter comes. She's like, yeah. my, "I got a sore throat. I'm gonna give it three years. You'll be fine. You will be fine. Quit being a baby about it." Yeah. It'll, it'll go away. Yeah. Try it again. How many uh, mushrooms do you eat a week? Like, how many do you, like, now? is it, is it, do you, I, there, do you well, get it some flow? Do you do yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but okay. I vary what I eat, too. Like, I'll eat the morels. Like, okay. And yeah. then I'll switch over to lobster mushrooms, which is, mm. you know, everyone in Arizona, pretty much, when you talk to them and you're driving up I-17, they're like, yeah, there's these orange things coming out of the ground. Like, those are lobster mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> or so, you ate the wrong kind of mushrooms. Yeah, or you ate the wrong <laughs> kind of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> there are orange things coming out of the ground. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Nope, those are mirage. All right, good. All right, I just wanted to make sure. But no, yeah. there's lobster mushrooms. Usually we get a ton of those. Last year, not so much okay. because of the rain. We gotcha. didn't get a lot of rain. Yeah. And usually flag is known for lobster mushrooms. Oh, really? Anybody mm. you ask in flag, they'll be like, yeah, I know what those are. Where are they? Did you see them? <laughs> wow. What are the things? Have you made, made anything with lobster mushrooms, Jeff? Well, my so all of my mushrooms comes from, you mentioned Riba. Yeah, so, yeah. so Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark is, I mean, he's a homie of mine, and I've I've he's experimented awesome, with a lot of his, Mark, yeah. his mushrooms, but yeah, yeah, yeah and so lobsters we I've those. had. I yeah, mean, we lobsters. just like we we did a lobster toast, like we just have fun with it. Like again, one of the things I was talking about, Brett, like what he does great is he just highlights the ingredient. He right. doesn't try to mask it. Right. He's not trying to do anything other than just highlight the ingredient itself and. Yeah. You know, just when we eat the mushrooms, we look at it, we do research on it, we try to we try to understand it before we even get into it. Right. Um, whether or not it's foraged right around the corner or if it's just harvested from the farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We try to respect it, try right. to just highlight it. Um, and Ryba does a great job. Do you know what I mean? He does such a great job with his mushrooms yeah. and mm-hmm. what he Puts does with them. a lot of him. care in everything that he, he does, man. That's, what, that's Sun what I Valley, like. Yeah. Sun Valley is Kevin Fitzgerald and Tina. Um, they have Sun Valley Harvest, and um, they're at the farmer's market. So they'll sell grow bags. They'll have fresh yeah. ones there, but yep. they sell grow bags. So you can grow lion's mm. mane, which I've done in the bathtub. It has you to have. be dark. Yeah. yeah, it has to be dark and kept, you know, covered yeah. and in like a bubble. Um, and you have to mist it. So, so there's a mushroom it. guy, and this is a guy I was paired up with in the Phoenix. Was it, Kevin? it was it was Phoenix Feast. Okay, that's what it was. Um, no, he's a young dude. Um, I think his name's I'm, I'm horrible with names, but I think it's Southwest Mushrooms. Okay, Mike, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna look him up. Can I'm gonna look him up. You know, yeah. and I'll Southwest give him a plug. foraging mm-hmm. is Mike Dexter. I don't think it's a but foraging he, thing. I think no, it's a like he's a, a farm, if you will. Oh, he's a farm. Um, okay. And man, his his he. I mean, he does a lot of those bags. Um, and man, it's just that's accessible, right? Um, but he also understands the foraging of mushrooms. Right. Like he gets it. He gets both sides. But um, where was I going with that? That's him. This Southwest guy. mushrooms. Yeah. Southwest mushrooms on Instagram at Southwest mushrooms. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there's different ones with the grow bags. You can grow oyster mushrooms. You so can how grow. different? That's my. That was my point. Like how different are those versus the ones you're you're foraging right out of? 
I think, and it's just my opinion. Yep. I think oysters on a tree taste a lot different than oysters coming off an oyster bag. But yep. you know, I've done both. I'm not a big oyster fan. Yep. You know, I mean. It, it, to me, it's really a plain mushroom, but when I find them in the wild, uh, the pulmonarius is yep. my favorite. So, and that's the ones usually are growing on the grow bags. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, as far as, um, you know, the taste, I think the wild, of course, is going to have an edge. Yeah, always, right? Yeah. Kind of has to. A little edge. Yeah, we have, so we're, fast, we're a fast casual concept, and we do a lot of volume, but we do everything from scratch, Right. right. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, how do we how do we bring that to the table and do scale? Yeah. Um, so we've we've had to figure out a way to to make it make sense. Yeah. And those two have always kind of helped with that. Yeah. yeah. So for a person like Luke and I, right? Mm-hmm. For us to go, and where do you? I mean, obviously, you got Riba Farms. Riba Farms. He has his. Uh, what, what's that called? Where you have the, the incubator like, or no, the, no, the, the bag, like the grow bags, not the grow bags, but like the he, he has like the biweekly. Like you can oh, pick the, up your um, produce. CSA. CSA. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I know that some places will you know he might provide some yep mushrooms in that, but like on a larger scale, like if I wanted to go somewhere and say, hey, I want to make something with Arizona, I don't want to do the foraging. I am lazy. What I'm trying to say is, where do I find these it's mushrooms in the store? It's not that much walking. <laughs> I know. No, not me. I'm just saying if, yeah, per se. Yeah, if I was We're that pretending. lazy. Yeah. Well, it does take a lot of time, though. Sure. Like, that's yeah. one of the things. And like, to drive. To the, right. The, yep. the drive. Yeah, then to, then to the, but to we do always the hike. say, even if we didn't find mushrooms, which it's rare if we don't, it's forest therapy for us. So we all that's walk true. and it talk. It takes a special and, kind of human being, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. you know, if yeah. somebody hates the forest, which I do have a few friends that hate the forest, they want to go to the spa. They don't, they don't, I know I'm not going to the forest. Classic, classic you know? Hansel yeah. and Gretel. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to leave the forest. Right. That's the problem. I know. You I want to be there. in the forest and stay yeah. in the forest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like, when we go to the White Mountains, that's a four and a half hour drive. Yeah, it's crazy. From Phoenix. Exactly. So, someone, so if we wanted, are there, are there ways for people in Arizona to go to AJ's, Whole Foods, connect AJ's with the farmer? Like, ah! yeah. like, oh my God. That's oh. where they sell, like, lobster mushrooms for $75 a pound. It's crazy. Ooh, and you yeah. can get them Shit. on the side of I-17 for free. Uh, okay, you know, or okay. on any of those exits yeah. off. What's the middle ground then? Like, what's the middle ground between someone who can forage them and, and spend, spend up to $75 a pound? Farmer's markets. Yeah. Farmer's market, Like, yeah. uh, just the pop-ups and, like, yeah. you know, just There's wherever like, it is like in town. like, Kevin and Tina, they're in Sedona. They're okay. in Prescott. And they're in uh, Bethany Home and Central. They're at that one. Then there's, uh, I know there's a farmer's market in Payson that does mushrooms. There's one in Flag that does Do you does have any it. local? Are there any local ones? Um, well, uh, the one on Bethany Home and Central. Okay. That's Kevin, and that's the Sun Valley. Sun, Sun Valley. Valley. Sun Valley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar, so that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. good to know. And he's been, on, he's been on a few television programs now because of a couple of chefs on TV. Um you know, promoting and and he do, he does. Um, you know, he's licensed. He sells to, he cultivates and sells to restaurants. Um, I know he was growing uh, wine caps, which I've not tried, but that is another mushroom like California has, and uh, I think in the Midwest has wine, the cap. wine caps. Interesting, it's called wine yeah, I'm caps. Not familiar. 
Um, you but, know a lot about mushrooms. Yeah, I do. I love it. I love it. Cool. It's but awesome, I, but actually. I love eating yeah. them, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I, I, I love mushrooms as well, but yeah. I don't, like like Luke was saying, my, my options are like, you know, white mushrooms. Or Baby Bella, or right. you know, Baby Bella, that's cheese. My six year old. My six year old. Oh, my Who is hybriding cheese with mushrooms? I want to know that because that's. Well, that's there what is that. You know, because at Trader Joe's, they, I love the brie they have. That's from ah. Europe. But, and I can eat that one. So that one has chanterelles and porcini in it, the brie okay. oh. at Trader Joe's. Ah, and then they have one from Italy with truffle in it. Truffles is a whole nother. I was going to ask you because I, oh, I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to say the company's name, but they just gave a, you know, like a, an email saying that they have a limited amount of, I don't even know how much. Yeah. I just deleted it. I'm like, oh. this is so extreme. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> delete, delete. But how do you feel about truffles? I love truffles. Yeah. I love them. And I, I met the owner of the American Truffle Company. He came down for a talk that we had. And, um, you know, he's in California, okay. San Francisco. He's They're planting them. I think it takes five years for one to grow. But they're, like, injecting the trees or the ground with them. Amping them up. And they have them. I saw his map. They have them in Prescott. They have them all around. They're just popping them in. Yeah, in really? the U.S. And yeah. the U.S. ones are supposed to be better than the European ones. Whoa. Well, of course. Of course. I, just I know. <laughs> and they just had a truffle festival up in Napa. Do like, they call them oh. freedom truffles? No, oh, my God. <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago. Okay. But Interesting. Um, Chris went. He bid on I got a donation from yeah. the owner because I sent him morels and porcini. <laughs> and then he donated the certificate for two tickets to that. How do you like how do you like them? Like, what's your favorite way of eating a truffle? And is it, how much of a difference is it between the black and the... Well, I haven't had the whites. Okay. I like to try the Albas. Um, I like the black. You know, for me, the summer truffles, I'm yep. happy with the summer yeah. truffles. That's fine. A black truffle. Yeah. I don't I don't care what you put them on. You can yeah. shave it over <laughs> right, just... anything. You know, I, I love it. Um, but in rice, of course, in risotto. Yep. That's yeah. like it. Truffle risotto. Um, and the same, like, with the mushrooms, like, with the lobster mushroom. I cook those up, and I throw them into, like, paella. Yeah. And and replace the, that with the seafood. Or the sometimes texture, enhance the texture, it. Yeah, yeah. Enhance it. Like, I, the first time I cooked lobster mushrooms, you can cook those to death, too. Yep. You okay. just cook them and cook them and cook them. So I did. You guys had them both in butter. looked at me like I would be, like, uh, I would I would <laughs> ignore would my food to these. I've done it. I've done expert. it. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, man. There's no, a piece of rolls better than for an hour and a half. Oh, shit. Well, I, then I wanted protein in there, too. So I thought I went to Costco and got the langostinos. Yep. And I just thought, well, those are already cooked. So I'll do these lobster mushrooms. I'll keep cooking them in butter. And then I'll throw those langostinos in at the last minute. And I was going to put it over pasta. And then I started eating it. And I was like, okay, forget the pasta. Yeah, this, is pasta. this is perfect. This is enough. I don't need the pasta. <laughs> that point, yeah. No. Well, that says a lot, too, right? I mean, on an ingredient alone. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, like, for me, I'm a big sauce guy, right? So, like, if it's, if it's a burger... Or if it's a steak, nine times out of ten, I want some sauce on it. But if somebody really blows me away with, like, a steak or something, I'm like, dude, this doesn't need any sauce, right? right? It's like, perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's right where it should be. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And so, see, me and my morels. Right? That's the chef's goal. Right. It's to make it so that it's, like, it's 
just oh, by itself. Oh my gosh. It's by well, itself. Well, I mean, that's kind of my, my principles, and this is how I teach my cooks, right? Like every ingredient, every component of the dish should stand up on its own, mm-hmm. but it should be harmonious with the complete with what you it with. picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and see, and, mine's experimenting. I mean, like I said, I was a sous chef. I was a chocolatier. Yeah. Many jobs, but the thing is that, like the morels, my favorite thing to do is put red wine. I have to put red wine with them, you know. And then yeah. I put a little mushroom broth in there yeah. and a little butter. Now I've been using a plant butter, which is really good. A but plant I, butter mm-hmm, oh. called Melt. I love it from Sprouts. And I've been using that in the mushrooms. And um, just put it on my list. I know. <laughs> like in my data bank, I'm like. Oh, yeah. I have to and look at Eric so sometimes good. just to like process it, yeah, and then it's like <laughs> entered. He's looking at me like, is this happening? I know. Happening and yet? I went and made um, tamales, and I said to the woman, can I bring my morels? And she said, sure. And I said, because I'm going to try to make a morel tamale, but I cooked them in mm. red wine sauce, so I'm just going to sprinkle a little bit in there so it's not too runny, you know. So, but yep. I put the morels in and put a little bit of the wine sauce, rolled it up, they cooked it. I took it out. I ate it. I was like, oh, my God. No one ever made morel tamales before. I, lo- I love the passion about mushrooms that she has. I do, like, too. Is- I wish people could see it, actually. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. It is. A and she crazy. smiles, dude. It just, it's like a big smile well, when she talks about it. she's not even looking at us. Like, I don't even right. know, like, she's she in mushroom pick, land. She can pick us up out of a, she can pick us out of a lineup. <laughs> when she's described, she's looking up in yes. the corner, just yes. like... Despite the fact that Jeff's hat kind of looks like a mushroom, yeah. right? Like he's got the, he's, that's his signature hat. Yeah, it right? is his signature hat. Oh, he's a little thing on there. <laughs> Some dots. Right. Luke is going to be mad. I just spilled all of his stuff. You guys continue. I'm going to grab the towel. Carry on. Okay. We're still continuing on mushrooms. <laughs> so on ac- mushrooms. acorn mushrooms. What is that? Which, or no, chestnut mushrooms. This was part of the, the oh, Southwest. I haven't had that Man, one. Man, I mean, he's fascinating. He's a young dude. Yeah. I think he's relatively new into the game. Um, and well, it's see, just sometimes people call things, like they'll call them deer mushrooms. And then they'll but say it's not necessarily the honey name. mushrooms. No. Oh, no. yeah, okay. You know, and then the, the honey. So everybody's calling everything a honey, and it's not a honey. You know, so it's really hard. I mean, in the society, we try to. So who governs that? Is there we like don't, nobody governs it? You know, people eat it and then they get sick. Some people die. You know, yeah, not right. here. Yeah, there was a scenario with a Michelin star chef. Right. I think he was in oh, Europe. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember in that? Europe, yeah, um, and they he said did it a, was morels. Yeah, he did somebody a mushroom picked, tasting. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of wild. But like we always, somebody brings up this same story about the horse whisperer, the guy that wrote the book, the okay. horse whisperer. Yep. He owned a place in Europe, big manor. Had his friends there and said, we're going to all go pick mushrooms and then we're going to eat them for dinner. Well, they went and he said they were going to pick porcini, but they ended up picking gilled mushrooms. And so, like, you got the gilled one and you got the one with pores that's sponge. Like, they look totally different. Well, they ended up picking amanitas. Like a death cap or, you know, so it death was an angel. Incident? Yeah. Oh, uh, my god. And they all ended up having to have transplants. Crazy. Like okay. organ transplants. 
so that's why we tell people, don't go in your yard and pick it and say, oh, can right. I eat this? Yep. Oh, it looks like the one in the book. Oh, like, my gosh. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Don't yeah. do that. You know, there's certain things in a book or a picture yeah. that people, you know, it's just like you're identifying person. Yep. And then you'll say, oh, yeah, but yeah, they didn't but have the marks that are different. Part. That yeah. scar wasn't the birth, there. Yeah. The birthmarks <laughs> yeah. are not right. <laughs> do not eat that there. <laughs> You know, or they fell off. Yeah. You know, that's oh, what happens man, with some crazy. mushrooms. They lose a veil. The veil's there, and people go, "Oh yeah, don't pick it if it has a veil, or don't yep. pick it." You know, they they know they have to investigate it. But sometimes people go, "No, there's no veil there." But yes, there was. There's a line there. It fell off. So there's different Whoa. identification. Way to, way to identify yeah, it. That's crazy. Characteristics. Okay. You know, there's the rim of the mushroom. Some have. So once you find a good one, let's just yeah. say you found the 75, you found the one, <laughs> and then was the rest of them at that point just free pickings? Because you know everything is relatively safe. Oh, if it's well, morels, yeah. Then you're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because there is a false morel. Now, I've never seen them here in Arizona. I don't know if they exist. They might. I've never seen it. In Michigan? Yep. Oh, yeah. I've seen them in Michigan. So the false morel is poisonous. It's, it, it's, it has a toxin in it. Now, yep. you talk to some people, call who, <laughs> but they'll pick anything and they'll be like, yeah, well, I ate them all the time. Like, okay, well, you eat them and keep eating them, okay? See how that goes. But, you know, there is ones with toxins in them. Now, that one, literally, I always say it looked like a brain. It looked like a morel that melted. So it was it was all round and, <laughs> right. you know, it was all like, it had all these grooves and stuff. And I thought, well, I don't think that's a morel, you know. And then my friend said, no, there's false ones out here. Crazy. In Michigan when we were camping. I so. just I just walked into that. And there, so there's counterfeit morels yes. out on the market. There's counterfeit. Ah, there's dude, counterfeit. Every, they're well, everywhere. Well, but we, don't, we haven't seen them in Arizona. And, and no, okay. if you saw a picture of one, you would be like, oh, I'd be able to tell the difference with that. You know, and usually it is so, hmm. like, black and white, pretty much with that. Now, other ones, not so much, you know, with the gilt mushrooms. With the little veils you were saying. And the veils or, like, the bottoms. Yeah, yeah the, crazy. The amanitas. You know, everybody goes for the amanita muscaria, the red top with the white dots, the Alice in Wonderland mushroom. That's what they all say, yeah. you know? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a different language. Was that French? I'm going to eat them this year. I'm going to eat them this year. But you can cook those for 15 minutes. And like the mycologist that I know, it's my friend, she said, boil it for 15 minutes, dump the water, boil it for 15 again, and then they're fine. It's good. People go, yeah, but you boiled all the flavor out of it. No. No. My friend that's a chef, he used to make his hummus, mushroom hummus, out of those. Ooh. I think most people hummus. would say you're not boiling the flavor. Yeah, that's, that a, that's <laughs> next level. Yeah. yeah, the fun out of it. I What's the mushroom tea? Is there is there such well, a like thing? that? Like, is that okay? Yeah, that would be one of them. But like people make tea with lion's mane as well, correct? Yeah. Like yeah. non. Well, uh, you know, I never know about those medicinal teas. You know, I challenged uh, for Sigmata, and they said, "Well, we have a pressurized." whatever system and i thought i know but medicinally the mushroom is what it is it's just like with herbs if you start boiling it and boiling it eventually what makes it you know activated it's gone you boiled it out you know you boiled it out of there um now some things like the reishi you're supposed to boil it now there's another mushroom shaga but there's articles on shaga that you can't boil it over like 110 degrees 
but 110, I always tell people, like, oh, that's your jacuzzi. So if you're pouring water like coffee in there, <laughs> it's like, it's it's not doing anything. Yeah, right. Jacuzzi just, mushrooms. That's yeah, another jacuzzi mushrooms. The idea right. yeah. the jacuzzi. Yep, yep. Trademark, trademark. <laughs> yeah. You guys brought me on for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Business ideas. Now I just ask Luke, all right, Luke, how we execute that, yeah. What kind of mushroom is there? A in there. It's not a mushroom. Oh, yeah. A little skin soup. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, look, so let me ask you this. So for the for the, the, the normal cook at home, for you two, your experience with mushrooms and your experience with cooking, how do you cook with mushrooms? Like what's, what are some simple tips to, for people at home? I mean, I, I love a hot pan, yeah. clarified butter. Yeah. Get it to tea, just bubble a little bit. You know what the, I mean? And the, then just the get, just yeah. hear that pop, sizzle. Yeah. Hit it with some salt. Hit it with some chili flakes. Finish it with a little citrus, and you're good. Chili That's it. flakes and finish with citrus. That is why, it. Why, why those? Uh, it's just it's a great combination with the flavor of a mushroom, like okay. the essence of a mushroom. It just all makes sense. It's just yeah. a perfect... It's just a perfect pairing. I you know like what I mean? It. It's simple so good. too, man. That's and there's simple. different ones that do, like we were saying, like the lion's yeah. mane is so delicate. Yeah. You don't want to, like, if you do mix it with something else, it absorbs the flavor. And if okay. you just hear the pop, pop, let the, let the, let the pan tell you when it's done. You know what I mean? You can hear the crackle. You can hear the sizzle. And if you're not hearing that, you're cooking it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to just get this soggy, wet something yeah. that you don't want to necessarily <laughs> yeah. eat. Yeah. Um, that's but what also, happens with a porcini. Right. Because people just cut them up yep. and put them in the pan ah, and it turns into ah, a giant yeah. mush pop. It's just not good. It's like uh, snot. But you also don't want to burn. The butter, there's something special about butter. Or you can do a combination. Italians do the olive oil, the olive butter. Oil. butter yeah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of do like, a, a, like a combo of those. Well, because you don't want the smoke, like the, right. the smoke point. Smoke you don't point. want to sure. burn it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it is, it's high, it's relatively high heat right. and it's quick. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's, you just want to make that mushroom taste right. the, best, the best it can taste. Yeah, you know and see, I mean? olive oil to me overpowers Agreed. it like Agreed. right off. Yep. Okay. You know, ghee has its own flavor. That's why I, one of my friends, well, they can't have dairy. So I, I tried another plant butter, but then they said, oh, you have to try this melt. And I thought, the melt. Melt. Okay. It's in my list. But it is you know on my what? It's it list. It, like, I swear it tastes just like butter. Yeah. And I've been cooking with it. And yeah. so it's, it's smoke point. And oh, it's, it's great. It's good, yeah. It's good. And so, you know, either regular butter or that. And like we dry roast our mushrooms initially. Yeah. Usually say that first. Um, sometimes if it has a lot of water in the mushroom, you want to just put it in the pan. Don't put butter. Just hmm. let the water come out. Because, like, as you know, even with your baby Bellas. <laughs> now I'm getting made fun of. You see her face? You put them in the pan, you'll Whoa. see all this water coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So unless you want, like, you can save that. It's good to save. So just dump it off and then cook them again. But yep. that's what happens. People start throwing, like they throw the butter crowded. in, and the it's butter, just crowded, they just drown. It's, yeah. And then it just starts swimming, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. look at all this like water." Yeah. Well, that's what mushrooms And they wonder are. why they don't like mushrooms. Yeah, and right. the slimy. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. your texture problem. <laughs> well, so the one thing that I want to add to that too, as a home chef who's at least used baby bellas, despite getting made fun of for it, every time is, everybody uh, says baby bella, they they just lift up a little bit. Baby bella. <laughs> it's one of those things that you can just rattle off, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a mushroom, but either way, the one thing I want to uh, push on is experiment. Yeah. Experiment with yeah. what you're cooking because right. you 
uh, and Jeff alike have both experimented right. hundreds and hundreds yeah. of times. That's yep. really how you get there. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit tricky when you're cooking at home and you're cooking a meal because if you mess up the meal by delivery, the end of the day, right. then everyone's looking at you for what they're going to eat. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to have what a, is this? a dish coming out with the mushrooms we've been talking about this whole time. Dang. Would you mind introducing what this dish is? He didn't clean these. I told him to clean them. I <laughs> so, uh, Chef Duarte, Chef David Duarte, brought in some Japanese A512 Wagyu. So that's just going to be paired with the uh, the pick Scottish ale that I'm sure you guys have talked about. Uh, sea salt, some pepper, and then there's some enoki mushrooms, and then Beth's uh, wonderful morel mushrooms. Uh, don't need much on those, so ready to go. <laughs> We've heard a lot about these mushrooms. We've heard a lot about it. I, as, as we could tell, my, my voice is much more intense than Elena's. So. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I grabbed some sushi on my way. Brett? Oh, chef is in the chef house. Brett, sure. I think we need to get this guy to sit yeah. down a little bit, huh? Here. Break down uh, what we're eating here. All right, what do we got in front of us? Uh, well, everyone has, well, no, everyone except Beth, uh, <laughs> has some eight. Where's go, Beth? A five twelve uh, Japanese <laughs> wagyu with morels from Beth, uh, forged out of Arizona. We also have some buttered uh, and roasted enoki mushrooms, but it's a pretty straightforward and simple dish, and. Uh, you know, there's there's not much I like to do to Wagyu, uh, you know, other than yeah. serve some really earthy things with it. Dude, your food is so good. Thanks, brother. And we got the crate master here, too, oh, so I'm, on, I'm honored that he's here. See, crates and morale. Oh, know. baby. <laughs> oh, baby. A moment of silence, please. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for morale season, brother. So what did All you together, do? So you said whenever you make Wagyu, you try to add earthy flavors. Talk about the earthy flavors in these mushrooms and how you incorporated them without overpowering the Wagyu, if you could. Well, I think morel is my favorite mushroom uh, in general, but it, it's a mild mushroom. It, it, there's, there's not, there's, again, it's just, it's, it's that subtle earthy flavor. I think we're, we focus on making a lot of our food with, with, things that, you know, grew next to it or things that grow in the same area. So mushrooms obviously grow around cows all the time, you know, with those elevations and those <laughs> well, climate. Well, you say obviously, but me not being Well, you need to you. get out a little bit more. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. So Baby break Bella. down, you know, I mean, when you say obviously. Uh, I mean, so for example, uh, and I think we've touched on this before, but with, with my sushi, uh, I, I think the desert foraging goes so well with sushi because the Sonoran Desert was the last desert in the world that was covered by ocean. So so we've talked at length about those plants look like <clears throat> look like ocean plants that have metamorphosized and, and, and turned into something you know that, that lives on the ground. But the Sonoran, the Sonoran Desert's <laughs> wild. It's it's the it's the most unique place on the face of the planet that I've ever been. I've been fortunate enough to be on all kinds of different parts of the face of the planet. Uh, that that I find I find it easy to pair my desert foraging up with seafood, and I find it really uh, beneficial or or 
easy for me to pair up my forest foraging with 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 my meats. I mean, you know, venison comes from the forest, mushrooms mm-hmm. come from the forest, blackberries come from the forest. I mean, you will see that dish on my menu all summer long. Roasted venison, some kind of berry, some kind of some kind of wild mushroom that we found because, and then again, when when onions come into the forest and and all of that lives together, those deer eat those mushrooms, those deer eat those berries. Those this deer- is what makes you special. This is what we were saying earlier, right? Like you, you're a mad genius, and you are tr- you are truly though the pioneer of what Arizona's cuisine's going and what it is, but what it's never actually been identified you're identifying it you're right. writing it and and it's wild well <laughs> jeff earlier was talking specifically about how the salmon yep um you didn't cover the salmon with arizona ingredients you use the arizona ingredients he just said it yeah exactly what you're saying you use ma'am. the arizona ingredients to tell the story of the salmon which isn't an arizona ingredient right of course not uh and you know that that's probably the biggest. You don't overcomplicate things. You understand each component. It should and be it, simple, and it become. But it's not simple because to to somebody that doesn't know, <laughs> right. it is so complex what you do. But you make it simple in your mm-hmm. own world because you're used to it. It's the language you speak. It's the air you breathe. It's what you consume. And apparently, your five year old or your six year old <laughs> is already in that level. He's like the next years, Irish chef, ahead dude, of everyone. Like, what the heck? <laughs> he just connected oceans that were here. I don't even know how many thousands of years ago. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't of give years you ago. chills. And Do you know what I mean? Like to now, and the flavors connect, and all right. of that. It's it's mind blowing, and uh, it's telling the story of Arizona cuisine, not yeah. only using Arizona cuisine ingredients, and that's almost the most special part yeah. of it because you don't you're not eating just what was here, but you're using that to enhance what is available to you. You make you make cuisine for me exciting. For Arizona, it's yeah. exciting. You yes. know what I mean? It's inspiring. And it's something that you're not you're not chasing anything. Mm-hmm. This is what is weird. I told Eric and Luke, I was like, man, they're the ones who brought me to actually finally getting to meet you right. when we were at the brewery. And I was like, dude, this dude is like wildly <laughs> fucking nuts, man. And I, could, I can't get enough of him. I'm like, dude, I want to hear more. I want to see more. I want to eat his cuisine. Well, I feel the same way. It's it's special, man. You do you do magic. You're you. a freaking wizard, um, and it's it's simple in your own right. But no, man. There's so many la- layers, mm-hmm. and it's so pure. It's like it just it it's it's brilliant. That's Thank genius, man. Appreciate Nux, that. Nux, thanks, man. bro. Yeah, it's pretty special. Uh, well, I'm yeah. gonna go clean up my grill and my things, but then we come back <laughs> and have, beer, chef, have some beers with yes. one another. Dude, can I tell you? I'm like itching. I'm like I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna clean. Yeah, I love you guys all a lot. I appreciate all the support that you you guys always lend to us. So it's it's, it's nice one to live it, eat it, breathe it, and sleep it. Yeah. But two to, to, share to have someone notice yeah. and and you know we, we, we you know we're spreading the love. We're in a, we're in a place we've never been before, and it, the place is packed tonight. It's so pretty it's, awesome. We're, and, we're I, and, I, and I also have to say, while you're on here, it's kind of it's kind of crazy the way you're you're bringing this dinner together because you're bringing people involved because you do a lot of work to get your ingredients right right so you earn like you earn it you're just not ordering it you're out there you're doing it and then what's amazing and i don't know if you guys caught this you have guests coming up they're f- driving from all over the place mm-hmm. they're coming up and you make them involved mm-hmm. they're up getting their dish you're communicating you got them by the fire right so it's it's like they're not just sitting down. You're not. You're not. They're just right, not the, sitting down, and you're feeding them. They're up and around. They're engaged. The whole which outlook is, is to 
tell a story on the plate. I love stories. I love reading. I love, you know, I love, I love history stories. I, yeah. lo- I love everything about literature. And, and for me to have this be the platform of how we tell stories on the plate, it's not the story I'm trying to tell. It's a gathering of, of the natives. It's a gathering of the ranchers. Oh, it's man. a gathering of past Arizona, present Arizona, where we're going with Arizona. And, and again, like being a native and being yeah. exposed to this my whole life is, you know, I feel like we can put it together in a real, you know, package now of, of, yep. of where we're going. What's our philosophy? What's our line? Where are we headed? Man. And you're a native of Arizona, right? Yeah. Tempe, born and raised your neighborhood, buddy. <laughs> now I can't put a restaurant in that neighborhood because all my friends have awesome restaurants oh, in this man. neighborhood. No, you should. You should, uh, actually. <laughs> we're, uh, we're good. We, uh, we're looking forward to our, our new... Uh, forever home and uh, until yeah. then spread a little love of Arizona cuisine yeah. around this state and we said the next on. pop up you do man everybody's got to they've got to experience you as yep. a whole cuz it's it's not only tasted on the plate but just you being there being yeah, involved it's, it's phenomenal man thanks man appreciate Kudos, it chef love you dude love you bub you're on it looks like we are now in control Dwindling of this down. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got now it's you oh. and me <laughs> Let's talk more than mushrooms. Here okay. we go. <laughs> Chef, just have a seat, man. <laughs> I know he's gonna clean up his stuff. Dude, I love him. He's he's in it. I know. He's hands I in. Love him too. Um, he's not. You know, he's not one of those people that so are on this the sidelines. I gave him some of this, but I had actually given him some of these because my is friends that? in California picked them. So it's candy cap syrup that I made. So this is candy cap mushrooms. So these mushrooms. They taste and smell like maple syrup. Well, I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, no, and they it's called only candy. Are in Cali- What's it called? Yeah, they're only in California. It looks like that with a little dip in it. That's and what the like mushroom this- looks like. I I will Instagram this later. Do you have an Instagram? <laughs> no, no, I'm ancient. I'm no, like, you're not. I'm ancient. So here, and you can taste it. It's, it's yours. Oh, this is mine. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. It's so good. And there's some mushrooms in there. But it's only, somebody said, well, you put maple syrup. I go, no, it's only the mushrooms. It's only mushrooms and a simple syrup. And I didn't even put, I didn't even do a ratio of simple syrup. I made it thinner because I didn't want so much Oh, my God, the smell is insane. The smell is so different. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean, you can't even get them. I mean, I I know that I see people selling them for $30 an ounce. What? How are you, ma'am? I gotta pass this around. What is this? What is this? So it's candy on. cap syrup. So candy, candy cap, cap mushrooms um, are in California. I can't stop licking my chops. I can't stop licking my chops. That is my taster. <laughs> that is thirty dollars for a gram. Yeah. I just want to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking this stuff up. Is this syrup? It smells like maple syrup. Yeah. Okay, so it's, she said there's no. no maple syrup. No, no maple syrup. Really? It's a simple syrup with the mushrooms in it. So that mushroom smells like maple. I'm literally licking the table. Right yeah, well, you better lick the table after you spill that on there. <laughs> that is liquid gold. It is liquid gold. Yeah, I know. It's liquid gold. That's what I tell everybody. Wow. Is that crazy? Yeah. So you so just took the stems California. or the caps or no, what? No, everything. The whole mushroom. They're dried, and then you cook them God. Cook them in the simple syrup. This is what? part of the breakfast, the beer brunch. Yes. This is part of it right here. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 
Well, we got a, we got a new guest to introduce, and uh, uh, Chef Brett Vibber is going to join us here in a second. Oh, he was and just here. And as much as we love mushrooms, you might have Relief. to give up a seat for Brett. You know, <laughs> not by my choice. That was that. That's all him. It was his demand as the chef, right? <laughs> so we've got the owner of this establishment right here, Rob Berkner, dude. Thanks for having us out, man. This is amazing. Oh, no. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Luke's going to be pissed. His light just went out. That was Rock. electricity he just brought to the table. <laughs> you just brought some charge, it's man. It's like the lightning in the trees. <laughs> Rob, did you know that they're manufacturing lightning in Japan right now? Like that is a... You just grew mushrooms. Yeah. On the, to grow on mushrooms. The... <laughs> okay. We, we got lightning in a jar and mushrooms <laughs> in a jar. I sense a theme going on here. I think we're building oh, yeah. something. That's right. A mushroom beer. Mushroom beer. Mushroom beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that's, you don't have one because California is booming with mushroom beers. And Colorado. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Uh, Northern California. There's even one of the, I can't remember the beer company. It's out of San Francisco, but a bunch of them in Mendocino, um, the breweries, the smaller, they do a port with, um, I think they use an agaricus mushroom, which is like an almond smelling mushroom. Do you know much about mushrooms, Rob? I do not. Yeah. She will. All right, listen to this episode <laughs> then. Uh, you will because you're going to be on it. But also, yeah. she knows her shit when it comes to mushrooms. Oh, so apparently. I'm do you not like an mushrooms? expert. Are you What's, a mushroom guy? I, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 pan, the pan is not hot enough. The pan is not hot enough. We did, did, did this guy earlier. The, the, the slimy. Yeah. The slimy. <laughs> He's got the slimy You got to have texture. a hotter pan, Rob. <laughs> is that what it is, Rob? Is it, is it texture? Is it is it the sliminess or... Uh, it was as a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, and it, it does take a little while to get over that. And I actually like mushrooms fine. I'm not like huge. Oh my lord! I've got to eat every mushroom I can. I, I, yeah. t- I can take them just fine. Honestly, <laughs> I know that's not a very exciting <laughs> way to put it, but well, Rob, and, th- and, and I'm still not cracking a single high school joke or any of that stuff. That's right. I know. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. as far the as lightning and, and yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Rob came in with a, like, we just hit him with a one-two. Yeah. He was like, what like the hell is that? Mushroom just beer. Mushroom yeah. beer. As the lights were going out, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. yeah, Luke, your lights went out, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about he that. He sat down and the yeah. light went out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Rob, thanks for having us here, man. Uh, this is, uh, this is. Jeff's first time here. Was man, this your awesome. first time? It's so sorry. Cool, man. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks so much. Beth, your first time as well? Yep. So two time. first time coming here. to North Bath. That was, a, that, was like a, that was like a full on. That's like, a mushroom like, handshake <laughs> right there. That's such an old <laughs> She just picked uh, your mushroom, man. The old, the old slap and tickle on the, on the fist bump. <laughs> and they did all it wasn't his cherry. As long as I get a little of the jam, I'm all right. That's right. Well, you can lick my table here because yeah, I spilled I some he over spilled here. Yeah, I know. spilled candy cap syrup. <laughs> candy cap syrup. That sounds like a Cleveland steamer in a way. But no, I, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to get oh this shit gosh. back on the rails. Yes. Rob, great, great beer dinner you guys are having here tonight. You, you got didn't Brett get Bieber to try Making it. some amazing food. Pairing it with your spectacular beers, man. Nice job on the beers. Well, thank you. Yeah. The, what was the Agreed. one that I had really like the, uh, what was it, the bollocks? Dog's bollocks? No, that was, that's on tap, but that wasn't one of them. Oh, which, yeah, yeah. Which that's, was that's the what I Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. just kind of called or my just... own shots on the on the pairing, I guess. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but. That the, is an option. Yeah, it is. What is your, uh, so what is your guys, you have a certain approach to your beers that you take, right? Like as far as 
brewing style, or do you? Well, I guess maybe I should ask you that. Do you? Well, I don't know. I, you know, yeah, it, to some extent, I've always been a little more towards the malt and stuff like that. But okay. I'm moving away from all those preconceived notions. It only takes you so far. I'm, I'm honestly as dumb as this sounds. Okay, we're, we've been open almost seven years. I'm finally getting a little more comfortable on my own brew system, if you will. Ah, nice, that, that man. I'm starting to branch out a little more and do do some uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, okay. we're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, that ESB that's really good. And I like I like you called it the dogs bollocks, They're right? British pub ale, uh-huh. right? Uh, I was talking to a brewery. This is I don't know six eight months ago. And they're like, man, we got this ESB, and I, so I ordered ESB. I'm like, man, this is a really good beer. And they're like, yeah, but no, nobody buys it, and they're like, I think the name kind of throws them off. And I suggest to them like, call it an English pub ale. Like it changes the whole game, right? Because people see ESB like ah, too bitter. It's not actually that bitter. No, no, not you really. Know? Yeah. It's funny because we've brewed this beer pretty much annually for a couple of years now, and it's always sold real well. Um, now, part of this is we've expanded up to 20 taps. We have 20 of our own beers nice. on tap, which dilutes everything. And now you have so many more options, but we actually just tried changing the name. It was on the menu as ESB as of two weeks ago, and we just changed it to Pub Ale to, to get a little more interest in yeah. it, the, the British aspect. And I haven't looked at numbers. I don't know if it's been successful yet. But, yeah, the, the, the thing, the word ESB, the bitter thing, that's always been a, a conversation of does that word hurt? Sure, sure. And especially nowadays when, you know, two years ago, bitter was all the rage. If you were ordering an IPA, that thing better be 80, 90 IBUs. It better smack you with a. Well, now we've got all the juicies and the hazies, yeah. which are so subdued. They've got so much more hop character on the aroma and the, and the flavor side, but the IBUs have cut in half. That bitterness, I think, is kind of on the outs again at the moment. Yeah. What yeah. Was that, what was the uh, the happy? What was the, the, ha- the happy little flower? Man, that was good. Oh, that was yes. so freaking yeah, good. Man. Yeah, we we so, ordered multiple. I think ones we went those. rogue off the menu. I, think we- I was going <laughs> to say, where are you guys getting all the beers that we didn't pair with any of the food? Oh, sorry, <laughs> chef. There's a chef right here. It's like, what the Keep fuck? It up this check. is a carefully curated. Oh, We're yeah. about breaking the rules. <laughs> They're called <laughs> aperitifs. Aperitifs. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. Yeah, that was next level good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I will say real quick. That's a Bob Ross tribute. It was a, wow. a beer I've conceptually uh, I should have worn my had. Bob Ross shirt tonight. You <laughs> absolutely should have. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. A friend of mine walked in with Bob Ross on his shirt, and this was in the summer, so long before the Bob Ross craze hit, because you know there's games and all this stuff on Bob Ross. Well, anyways. Like, I, as you watch Bob Ross, kind of like you, drinking games, kind of stuff well, like no, that. Well, right? no, oh, go to Walmart, and they have Bob Ross board games. Oh, really? What? I had to buy one for Christmas. Right, right. We haven't played it, but After there's party. a Bob Ross game. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> uh, at some point, I might even play it. Who knows? It's so packaged, dumbest. Anyway, so it. my buddy came in with this, this shirt with this big old furry head on it. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to do a Bob Ross shirt yeah. or Bob Ross beer. And the funny thing is I'm, I'm not like try to – I don't try to put my personality forward. It's about the beer. It's not about me. Yeah. But that one, I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, Bob Ross's hair on my face is a label. That's hysterical. That's got to happen. Yeah. So we'll see if it ever does. But that was, you know, you just you see something you're like, okay, that's that's going to happen. We're going to do that. Yeah. Well, dude, and it helps too that when the when the beer comes out, it's a badass beer, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff and I were both like, holy shit, dude, this, this is a yeah. great great beer. And, and that's what I love about your your tap list. I'm looking around for it, and all I can see is there's 
I don't even know what that is. That's There's not the tap list. Yeah. That's your receipt. Uh, all right, here's the uh, instructions for sorry. If anybody's wondering how to play sorry, I got those right here. Uh, Must be no. six or older. <laughs> your guys' tap list is, is great, man, because it, it's got it's got things on there that you don't you don't typically see, but it also hits those marks of like what people are looking for, right? Like a hazy IPA, uh, you know, a couple different IPAs, a double IPA. Um, there's a sour on there, right? But there's also like the ESBs, and, and one of your flagships is the um, is is I, I don't remember the name of, but it's a red, the cardinal, the cardinal red, cardinal, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a great, great cross section of beers that you guys make. Yeah, with 20 yeah. taps, you can put a whole lot of stuff on. That's you true. Know, it's, it's <laughs> That's true. A couple Belgians. Yep. Uh, that is actually. For better or for worse, and, and I mean that for better, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's our first sour. <laughs> oh, that is no our shit. first release of a, of wow. a sour. Yeah, nice, so, man. Which which we can. I, I kind of expect you're going to hit this, so I'm going to preempt. But the last time we talked was a few years ago. Yep, yep. And I did not have glowing reviews of hazy slash <laughs> juicy IPAs no. at the time. I actually okay. wanted to cut that like five minutes out of the podcast and release that as a separate thing. Had it today. Rob Berkner goes off on hazy IPAs. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that the first beer we talk about is a Bob Ross-themed hazy IPA. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And, that's funny. And, and, that was very strategic, Rob. I'm like, hey, Rob, remember this? <laughs> yeah. Two oh, years ago. Let me play this for you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, that was uh, in the day, though, when there were a lot of accusations of people adding flour to beer to make it hazy and oh, yeah, man, chasing yeah. trends and stuff. And honestly, it took me a while to buy in. I finally found a yeast that not only gave the, the haze aspect, but gave those nice fruity flavors and that that I saw the other side of it because visually I still love clear beer they're still yeah. my favorite colors but it, but in the end th- those are some beautiful yeast beautiful beers beautiful flavors you get from them so I'm, I'm definitely on board now yeah absolutely man and I think there's a there's a there's a school of thought that goes with I've encountered multiple different people that were Maybe they didn't voice their opinion about hazy IPAs, but when I would ask them, you know, before we start recording, they're like, look at me like, mm, don't I ask have me some that. Okay. About that. Yeah, yeah. But but what I what I kind of see at this point, like you said, that was about two years ago, right? But now you're seeing people that that you know have that classic brewing style, you know, like like you and and Doc from Pedal House that have these like they're they you guys know how to fucking make beer, man. You know how to make really good beer and. Hazies kind of go against some of the that, those classic beliefs, but I feel like you know guys like you and Doc have found ways to like, hey, you know what? We can do this. We can do this and still and still do it the way that that we make beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's this kind of goes without saying, but it's a whole different ballgame when you're into it, when you're excited, when you see, you know, what other people see or whatnot. You, you have that element that that yeah, okay, let's do this now. Now I'm all. You want to try all sorts of stuff in that yes. in that venue. It's like, oh, let's, let's you know, I, I got a couple of things that I'm going to be making and coming out with soon that I'm not really going to talk about, like nice, every brewer. But yeah. but yeah, I've got an agenda now. It's not just that, but okay, where are we going to take this? How are we going to spin it down the road? Yeah, that's why that's it's been cool. it's been fun with these guys planning this dinner. Is <clears throat> our our whole outlook on food with Wild is, and it always has been is. is Everyone needs to know the rules to break the rules. <clears throat> so, you know, I do the same yeah. things. You know, a year go by and I say, you know, fuck that. I'm never doing so. I'm not. I'm never doing anything like that. But then you yeah. realize, like, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. 
I know how to do it. I know how everyone else is doing it, and this is how I'm going to do it differently. And from the first time I had a beer here, it was different. It was different. One, I typically when I go and drink beer, I'm not thinking food to pair with it. And not to bring anyone else up into it, but the only other time I've had this outside of wine and a few other things is with the Stoic Cider people. Okay. You know, they make very... You know, and he'll say the same thing that <clears throat> that I say. I make simple. I make simple food, but but again, these guys are living, breathing, eating, sleeping. <clears throat> their whole brewery. The, the you can you can taste that in the beer <clears throat> when you get to it. You can taste like. I mean, we sat down and tasted beer today. And like this goes well with the food. Yeah. Where it's not just a good beer. It's complex enough to yeah. to go with complex food. Simple can yeah. be complex at yeah. the same time, but but it's it's all it's it's all. That's what made me so excited to come over with these guys. As soon as as soon as I talked to them, as soon as I tasted one beer of theirs, that this is this is a little different. We, you know, we're we're tasting beers today that pair perfectly with Asian food. Yeah, that's yeah. hard to find. Yeah, that's it, crazy. It really huh? is hard. That's it's crazy. hard to find. That's but, what you're going for, Rob. Right, pairing with Asian food. No, because then you look. Then you look. Then you look up, and you've yeah. got and you've got you've got oh, these yeah. Scottish ales. You've got these English ales. Yeah. Th- things that no one else is really doing exactly this way. Sure. And for us, that's the draw. Yeah, the, the, those are the yeah. draw to the alcohol people yeah. and the the beer makers, the wine makers, the sake makers, the, all of that. Who's doing this? That learned the fundamentals, and now they're confident enough to go out and do it their own way. You know, we're you know we want to bring this guy wolfberries. We want to bring this guy barrel cactus fruits, and <laughs> and I want him to bring them <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. Rob is like, yep, yeah, yep, and things like that. Or, you know, we've got you know I look at. <clears throat> You know, a brewery from across the country that's got like a juniper pale ale. Oh man, perfect! Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. I've got the sweetest juniper berries you've ever right. tasted. You, yeah. know, you want to taste right. a juniper berry that tastes like a blueberry and gin mixed together? I'm your guy. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit, Rob! I think I want to drink that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's He's how Jared right got thing. himself into trouble the other day picking juniper berries. What? Why? What do you do? Well, he had a bottle of gin in the truck, and oh. as soon as you, uh, oh, my. you know, you make a little self-made foraging infusion, and then you, uh, next thing you know, you're camping foraging. AK <laughs> passed out at two yeah. o'clock in the middle of the forest. Yeah. So you're saying it was tasty? Yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a fan of where we're going with this. Well, how did you guys connect? Like, so how did how did you and Rob connect? Arizona Sake. Oh, oh, no shit. So, uh, that guy's doing some amazing stuff, man. Amazing stuff. And again, yeah. same guy, you know, master sake maker from Tokyo. Lives on the Navajo Reservation in northwestern Arizona in Holbrook. It's, it's, it's one, unheard of. Yeah, it's unheard of. It, it, it draws me. It draws me. Yeah, I mean, agreed. not only my Japanese background, not only my Arizona background, he's kind of right on the same path as, as, as we all are. And, and <clears throat> Wherever his stuff ends up, I can be pretty confident that, you know, they they want to do a dinner. I want to do a dinner. <clears throat> I can be fairly confident if Atsuo Sakurai lines up a meeting or an introduction that, that they're people that I want to work with. Yeah. I mean, he is... He is when you so ta- he set that you up. Talk, you talk about good people, he's good people. Yeah. I want to get That's him awesome. on there. I, mm-hmm. I want to talk with that guy. I want to meet that guy. Yeah, he's right? awesome. Like he's the only master 
uh, and I might be butchering this, and you'll, you'll, you can clarify or clarify this. But he's, is he the only master sake maker out of outside of Japan? So far as I know, but uh, I've never heard of that. I, that's the first time I've ever had it. And I'm like, he's, what the? Oh, this, this is, is no way. Time. This is Arizona. So that, like, that's that, crazy to me. That is the only sake that's ever won a gold medal by a sake maker outside of Japan. Okay, that's, that's what it is. Bonkers, okay. So what's the name of it? What's, what's the name of the the sake? What's his name? Arizona Saki? Arizona Saki. That's it. Arizona Saki. Dude is genius. Dude is so genius, dude. Wait, where do you make this? What is it? Man. You know, it's nice to... Even I can get that one. Right. It's nice to see people like like him. He started in a garage in Holbrook in a carriage house, and and now here he is moving into a huge new facility in Holbrook. Yeah. It's special. It tastes so good. It's community. These folks are doing things for the community. I try my best to do things for the community. We're building this Arizona community that that will have a definition. At that's some one point. of the that's one yeah. of the first things that I felt when I walked in here. So I was I was I was walking in. I held the door open for two people, and then the I think she had a shirt on. I don't know if she's part of your staff. She goes, "That's my two grandmas." And then before well, it's probably be- his daughter walking around. Oh yeah, oh, it was probably it? is okay. one of them. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. That's well, oh, because both grandmas were here. One of them just left. Oh, but. so legitimately, like okay. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you walk in. <laughs> then you walk in, and you have if you could see if like I mean I know you're hearing it. But if you could see this, um, we got beer coming well, on Brent, delivery. Brent yeah. got a beer, but nobody else yeah, did. Right. Uh, hey, Big Mike. Hi, hey, Big Mike. Mike. My name's Jeff. My pleasure. <laughs> Mike, I like this beer. Is also. Yeah. My, my name's Jeff. I like beer. My name is Rob. I made the owner. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my beer? My name's Rob. It's mine. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But when but you no, walk in here, you yeah. can't see it. But you, you can probably it. hear it. You feel it. It's such a it's such a great vibe. It's such a great community, and it's different. Like it's a it's a different mix of people. Oh, yeah. um, it's pretty cool, man. It's special. Yeah, there, there's certain places you walk around, and honestly, Jeff has a place like this as well. You you, yep. you feel a sense of community when you yes. walk in. Oh, I, I've always felt that way here in the short time I've known these folks that. You come in, they ask if you want a beer. They ask if you oh, want something man, to yeah. eat. That's how I want to be in my restaurant. That's how we always Agreed. are. That, and, yep. and, and that's the same way. I walk into this guy's restaurant. I say, no, I'm fine for something to eat. And the big fucking meal shows up in front of you. <laughs> we were excited. Right. Yeah, we were excited. Great. Great. I was starving. I was just trying to be cordial. <laughs> he's got he's like, like Thanksgiving. He's, he's got like, like the US Airways, like the, the cart that goes oh, yeah. down the middle yeah, yeah, of the yeah, yeah, never know. <laughs> yeah. We were Look super it. excited. Big Mike to his word. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. man. I appreciate it, dude. Cheers, I appreciate brother. it. Thank you, man, Cheers, very bro. much. So who was uh, who, who Big Mike? Cheers, uh, Big Mike's one of my uh, catering guys. What's nice Cheers, is while guys. we're, uh, while we're uh, getting the new restaurant built out, uh, we've been doing a lot of our caterings and such uh, out of TLC. And so Tom Bomback and Lynn Bomback own TLC uh, catering, which is just down the road from us, so or d- just down the road from these guys. Yeah. Uh, and so again, like these these are all guys I go to Alaska with in the summer and cook with. They all they all run their own lodges in the summertime, so they're they're back this time of year just just seeking out good food. You know, yeah. they're, they're all their own That's head cool. chefs six months a year. So when they're here, another four or five months a year, they. They they latch on to something new or something different they want to do. So Big Mike's one of those guys. Him and Jaron hit it off, uh, you know, pretty well a couple months ago. And and you know, again, it's it's community. It sees who needs help. Who oh, needs man. help? Sure. Who needs yeah. hands right now? Yeah. I got, I got yep. hands. hands. Who in. needs hands? Yep. So yeah. Jaron Jaron with an N. Jaron with an N. Jaren. So Jaron's in. New co-partner in the new business. Venture. Man, he's he's a special kind of human being. We've been together thir- yeah. thirteen years ago. We met each other and we lived all over the country with one another as 
executive chef and sous chef, so now we're oh, just going man. to be the okay. chefs at, at Wild. Yeah. Yeah, he's got nice. magic. He's got he has, something. There's something about him, dude. He's, so he's when pretty we go magic. Forward, yeah. and everyone, everyone that's always been with us more than once always says, like, oh, there goes Jaren. Like, we always just say that. Jaren's doing Jaren things. Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking about different things. Oh, he's, yeah. he's looking at different things. It's uh, it's a, it's that native way of life that that he is not in tune to the things that that some of he's us more are in tune to. In a lot of ways, you of think. When you, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you can tell there's something about him that's just different, right? In a good way. Yeah. Like he just has something. He seems deep. Yeah. Like he seems there's like a, a lot deep, of layers. Like he's yeah. always he's always got that look in his eyes. Like he's he's. He's thinking of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's creating something yeah. in his mind. He he's is. always creating or discovering tell people, something. Uh, yeah. You know, we run up to where he's from outside of Farmington. You know, it's about a seven and a half hour drive, but that's where I get my lambs from. That's where I get a lot of corn products from and things like that. That Jaron and I have made that drive the whole way there, picked things up and driven straight back. Wow. And not spoken a word to one another. Oh, yeah. Man. We're talking. Yeah. yeah. But we're not speaking to one yeah. another. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful relationship. I mean, yeah. we've, we've all been in business partnerships that work or don't work. And, you know, Jared and I are kind of connected on a molecular level where, where oh, man. you know, uh, yeah. uh, he knows what I'm thinking, which is probably wild and weird. And I know, <laughs> he probably wishes he didn't and know. I, and I know he's like, I'm trying and to you know, that out. I can, see his, I can see his brain ticking away over there while... You know, sometimes we don't have anything to talk to directly again to one another because yeah. we've gathered so many things that day that his brain's clicking away and my brain's clicking away and you just can't wait to oh, get man. into the kitchen and make some kind of symbiotic dish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. that's it for us. That's Which special. makes sense, yeah. Rob, why you brought this guy on to do this pop-up dinner, right? Well, I think with North Mountain, one thing that's always been really, really important to you guys is the food and the beer. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, together sure. since right? day one has yeah. that always been like that since day one? Oh yeah man okay yeah, that's conceptually awesome. i mean now that's what it was all about from and the food is rad here i can uh, attest to that now yeah rob makes every single bite that you you eat right yep. he makes yeah. it all yeah. back. every with this finger right here <laughs> and i'm not gonna tell you which finger it is <laughs> yeah. Uh, by year 10, he's going to go to finger number two. Yep. Like, that is his goal. Yeah. But, no, Rob, that's that's one thing that's always been, been great about you guys is every time you come every time I come in here, there's, there's uh, I mean, you guys have your staple menu, but there's always some different things you guys are trying. But pairing it up with the with the beer is a, a cornerstone of this place. Right? Why, why conceptually was that kind of the purpose from the beginning? Ah, uh, that's a tough question to answer because the the real answer is just because it is. Mm. Oh, I man. mean, that's an easy question to answer. Well, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You want something deep. You want to well, just because food and beer. I, that's the answer. Yeah. Food and beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, can't, you can't make awesome. You can't make awesome beer with shit food. Well, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, and and. You know, I'm not a very good cook personally, despite what they just said. Yeah. But I've been but I've been cooking pretty much my whole life. So, okay. so that my my brewing actually rolled out of that. The experience of growing up cooking for myself and experiencing the different flavor combinations and how I get to get things play to play off each other. Uh, so honestly, beer was just a natural extension of that. There, it wasn't different. It wasn't like I was taking on something different. At least at at the time, I wasn't. I was just doing something else. Yeah. And yeah. it kept rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and people liked it. And they liked how, my beer. How long have you been in business? Our seventh anniversary is coming up in about a month. 
Dang. Dude, congratulations, man. man. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank That's you. awesome. That's awesome. Jeff feels something very special about this place. Like you, you, like you were explaining it earlier, but you were you were kind of just encapsulating this area, right? Yeah. And once again, something very deliberate for you guys, Sunny Slope, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. open your place here. Why? Yeah, that that's a question I get a lot. And again, it's it's uh, this is this is a difficult answer, but for real reasons. Because there's the practical. I mean, there's love you guys. The nonsensical practical of doing demographics and stuff like that. You know, there's just all that. But honestly, a lot of it was the sense of community here. Sunny Slope is a special oh, place, and it is uh, striving to grow and to expand what it means to be in Sunny Slope. But the people from Sunny Slope are the fiercest proudest people of their area than anyone in phoenix mm-hmm. and in fact it's kind of rare in phoenix we i was born and raised here okay uh, so the the point i have about that is there aren't a lot of communities that actually have an identity that they all buy into they thrive they they kind of build it up amongst themselves sunny slope truly is a community it is it is a place oh, i mean man. I'll, I'll be walking in just anywhere and some guy will come up oh my grandparents have lived there forever and i've been going and then just like, people have a real connection with this area. Uh, not to say there aren't other places in Phoenix, but in general, yeah. we all, it, it's a transient city. People right, come yeah. and people no, go. True. But to speak to that, even even 30 years ago, growing up here as a kid, I grew up in Tempe. <clears throat> but then I've lived in so many big cities where neighborhoods have their own names, you know? Oh, man. You it's like an Arcadia type of thing, or... Yeah, but Arcadia was a shithole when I was a kid. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, was, there was the small core of it. Right. But, but, but beyond being now, nice... Sunny Slope was one of the only places as a kid growing up in Phoenix that you knew the neighborhood. You knew, uh, oh, you knew this crazy. neighborhood by name where, you know, Bronx and Yonkers and, yeah. man, you know, Lakeview East where I lived in Chicago. That's all part of yep. Chicago, but the neighborhoods have their names. Sunny Slope is the only neighborhood community that I could have named as a kid coming from Phoenix. Interesting. Every, everything else is a town. Everything else is a city. I came from Tempe. There's no neighborhoods in Tempe that go by, a, by an identity. Yeah. There's yeah, not. Yeah. Wow. Sunny Slope That's is a section. Crazy. I mean, we had friends up here. 30 years ago that they came from Sunny Slope. Yeah. yeah, it's Phoenix, but they're from Sunny Slope. So to speak to that, oh, it, man. It's, it's exactly that. But I like think you, you said, can feel I, it. Can I tell you? I think you can feel it. It's 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 not describable, but no, you can feel yeah, that. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's well, so different. Especially your customer base. Like you, yeah. like this is, we're here on a, I keep missing. Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday was a, We're a, here and it's nighttime. It's a Tuesday <laughs> right. night. Got a pretty, you had a good showing for, for the pop-up dinner, uh, but also just the just the regulars that are in here tonight. I mean, this place is packed, man. Like, yeah. This is packed. And, it, and everybody's feel, so it, comfortable, dude. Yeah. It's like, it's not like there's not the look on their face. Of like, oh, what is this? Yeah, what's like, happening? Yeah, no, it's right, like, there's no rushing around. Yeah. This is this, this is where is, we come. Yeah, this is why uh, it's, awesome, it's man. Uh, <clears throat> it reminds me of uh, you know my roots in Italian cooking, where the whole family is here. They're all taking care of you. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be fancy, hoity-toity, you know, sure. bullshit, high-end kind of Which crap. Which is what you do, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We try, we try not to. I often tell people, like, y'all think I'm hoity-toity, but, man, y'all spend 24 hours with us, you'd uh, probably, yeah. you'd probably starve I've never, or th- get I've, lost. Never, I've never thought hoity-toity and Brett in the same, yeah, same no. scenario. But can I, say, can yeah. I tell you what I love about this? And this is something that I've, I've watched since I've been sitting here. I don't even know how long. I, I think I'm 2. the only hours. one yeah. that's really had their phone out. 
Do you know what I mean? If you look around, people are enjoying one another's mm-hmm. company. We're here different. with big microphones. Yeah. We're on a we're on a six top or whatever, and nobody's even really paying no. attention. No they don't one's caring. Oh, no. They're, they're no. speaking to one another, like Jeff said, to speak yeah. to that. They're, they're it's not. Pretty they're not looking at their phones. They're no. all talking to one another. That said something magical, but about the you place. created. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Rob, nice work, buddy. Yeah, it's pretty Very cool, nice man. Work. It's yes. almost like I meant to do it. <laughs> almost. Almost. So close. As Rob stumbles down the street on his way to work in the morning. Like, you might think he stumbled, but he knows exactly where he's stumbling. <laughs> no, no, extra Rob, steps. Extra, extra special everything, man. Yeah. Everything. I mean, this this pop-up dinner was was fantastic. Uh, pairing this with, with Brett's food. It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So, quick little, little story about, about Brett here. Uh, two things. Two things. So, about a month ago, we went out to his new property, and he was giving us a tour, and he was telling us, he's like, man, he's like, you know, th- just naturally, you know, we've got all of these, you know, uh, what is a saguaro fruit in the front yard that's already been dropped? If we were here early, we could have got this. And he's telling me and Luke all these amazing like food products that are here, and I'm like, dude, if Luke and I here were here by ourselves, we'd be dead in a day. Like we would not, we would not. Brett's like, dude, you're surrounded, surrounded by food, it's right? Everywhere. Yeah, that was number one. Number two, oh, when, when we initially pulled up, like there was, he had like Brett has like a clothesline. He had, like had clothes like hang out on the oh, clothesline I'm like dude i haven't seen that in like 40 years it's like, how we draw our clothes man yeah, yeah so but here's the funny man. part i'm like dude this dude's a renegade and then he later on he tells me a story he's like yeah dude our fucking dryer went out so i had to hang my shit up brand new fucking dryer man hanging stuff out like you'd have to ask the lady of the house how she feels about a clothesline in 2020 I think I even told Luke, I'm like, dude, Brett's a badass, man. He doesn't use a dryer. Later, Brett's like, our fucking dryer broke. Yeah, brand new one. Why did I buy it? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, but dude, you're doing great stuff, Thanks, man. man. What did you say stuff. earlier, though? Did you say, did you not say that he would take, your six-year-old could guide him through the... Through oh, the my six-year-old would save yeah. your life. Oh, he's absolutely. like, for sure. No, he's yeah, like, man. There's zero doubt right. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will follow this six-year-old. We even asked him. I think you guys have asked him during. He was on during the documentary uh, yeah. episode shot. That uh, you know, what's your favorite thing to forage for? And he'll sit there and tell you like mushrooms, berries, well, blackberries and strawberries. Oh, and, man, like, oh, depends on what raisins. time of the year it yeah. is. Who, yeah. who's what's your wow. favorite thing to forage? I'm like uh, Trader Joe's. Yeah, you want to say like who's your dad? And then I look back in the mirror. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> And he is a mini you, right? He is a mini, mini me. Yeah, yes. My was. dad says it's like watching me grow up all over again, <laughs> oh, which is a wow. bit terrifying to be quite straightforward. <laughs> That's with, yeah. awesome. He needs to go out with my daughters and teach them some shit sometime. Yeah. yeah so, uh, well, guys, thanks so much. Thanks Rob, for coming, man. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Brett, thanks for. Brett was like, dude, you got to come out for this thing. And I'm like, what oh, do you have in mind? He's like, fucking podcast, dude. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Makasi. I mean, we're, oh, we're on the train of thought of like to trust a chef. I spent so man. many years in Japanese food. We still do yeah. that with our Arizona omakase, a tasting menu. It's never going to be printed. It's never going to be written down. That's what I love it about is what you it is. guys is, is, is the full faith trust. Like, what's he say about the beer pairings? I, I'm into it. It's not my realm. That, that's sure. his craft. This is your craft. Like, you guys do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't know. I'm going to be here on Tuesday, February 11th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's basically your response. Yeah, I don't I know. Think that was the text back. Like, 
I will make food, and Rob will make the beer. And yeah, and you, you come do, and talk about it. That's pretty funny. And, and honestly, for my part, it really wasn't that difficult. We finally, I had a list of beers that I thought would go well without really knowing the menu. What did we sit down for five minutes? Yeah, they were good. And oh, and man. he was like, "Well, here's what this is. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that." I mean, <laughs> basically listed them out and first shot agreed on on the beers. But without yeah. that variety, it's <clears throat> it's difficult. I mean, yeah, true. Without yeah. you know, without naming anyone else around, he's doing something different. Yeah, and yeah. there's a variety here. Where I go to some breweries, I'm like, okay, cool. You have fucking nineteen. Hazy and double hopped and triple hopped <laughs> IPAs. That's cool. That's cool. It's not cool, actually. It's, it's, where's the variety? Like, sure. Show me as a chef. I'm not just going. That's why I got out of said Italian food, said Japanese food. Said, bring it all to the table. Yeah. So like yeah. here, Laid you know, out. the yeah. first first time I had a beer here, and they're like, oh, this is like kind of an English ale, and you know, I'm not sure how you feel about those, and like love English ales. Bring <laughs> yeah. it over, and Damn. it's great. Yeah. And, so today it's the same thing. There's there's simplicity with complexity. Yeah. If that makes enough sense, it you know not to be an oxymoron or anything. Yeah, but no. it, it's a simple thing. If you can find the right four ingredients for food, and I think for any kind of booze making, when I venture forth into making meads and hooch, uh, <laughs> I was wondering what word he was going to use because I've drank some of his shit. I'm like, there's not a category for this. Well, we like, as far as like the government is concerned, there is no, a category, yeah, no. but like, yeah, sorry, you're not finding this. There's not a freaking tagline on top of the total wine. Right. Like, you're no, not finding. No, no, you're not uh, finding. You're not finding gin and Brett's shit. Brett's weird shit. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, but it, it was again. It was a blessing to see and work and collaborate with someone that <clears throat> I think feels similarly. Sure. It, there's yeah. not yeah. a ton to it, but if we treat these high-quality ingredients properly, I don't need oh, a lot man. to it, and I can bring some real complexity to the I think I think this is, okay, so that, that, that simple versus complex, I think you're hitting it on the nose. I think it's just educated. Sure. Maybe maybe complex is maybe not the word. I think it's educated. Sure, you know what I mean it's it's simple in its own right, but it's just educated. Mm-hmm. It's it's so it's it's good. I mean it's well, it's a similar reason I like layered his stuff. You know, I was telling someone, Jeff yeah, I'm telling, yeah, yeah, I'm telling someone earlier, like the best fucking chilaquiles I've ever had came oh, from day old crepe chips. That <laughs> they just, I mean, they're awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But so it's we, the pra- same thing. we practice not- no way. So all the crepes that aren't sold, we make the batter and then we reserve it, and then the next day we cut them, fry them, and that's our crepe chips. Nice. That's our that's our chips uh, for chilaquiles. Yeah. Yeah. It's crack on a crack on a stick. And who doesn't like crack on a stick? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Rob, next week you're going to see crack sticks on yeah. Rob's, uh, Rob's menu. Yeah. Made, with, made with forage wolfberries. But I, I just hit a parallel though. I just It just all hit me for a second because he says simple. I also consider my cuisine simple, but it's it's really not to the to everybody else. Sure. It's just there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of there's a lot of planning, and it's just execution. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think oh, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's that is a hundred percent it. And that's what makes you way ahead of the game. Appreciate I think, that. I think too. Like so, Jeff, you called that early, man. Like when when we first started recording, the first thing that we had was that salmon. Yep. Right. And and I, I, I was it Jaron that that put the the sushi together. Or combination of the, the two of you? Yeah, I mean, everything's going to be a collab in-house yeah. from now yeah. on. Yep. It's a wild purslane, wild amaranth, uh, and wild radish kimchi that we made in the springtime. Okay. 
the well, crunch. Well, his, well, your that, whole thing, Jeff, was the the simplicity of it. Yep. it, it the thing that he pinpointed was uh, that the the salmon shined. Mm-hmm. Right, it wasn't like the overwhelming ingredients of this and that. And right, this. it was if you like have salmon. You need soy sauce, eel sauce, yep. mayo, all that crap. Yeah. I want the ingredients that we bring to the table yep. to shine through. It was sure. so complimentary. It was so harmonious. It was just. Yeah. It was really, yeah, really good. You. Do yep. you know what I mean? Well, just, I mean, what do they say? So they say perfection is not what more can you add, but what more, what. When, when can you not take anything else away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You, did you mention uh, four ingredients? Yeah. Like so, what what is sweet, salty, that? spicy, sour? So, what is expand on that a little bit? So I learned from a chef uh, that won the James Beard years ago that I ended up being fortunate enough to be a sous chef, put his line cook in in kitchen dog for a while, and uh, and he said to me one day, he said, you know. I make my dishes with <clears throat> four ingredients. And I said, oh, which four ingredients? He says, I don't know which four ingredients, but one's going to be spicy. One's going to be salty. Oh, man. One's going to be sour. One's going to be sweet. If you can hit those facets with those ingredients, four ingredients that bring that to the table, then that's the chef who was Asian taught me. That's what, ed- that's what umami is. Yeah. That that's when you put something. Oh, that's when you put it all together, and it becomes an undefinable taste. What is that taste? It's a perfectly balanced dish, and it doesn't mean it's not more salty sometimes yep. or more sweet sometimes. It's a perfectly balanced dish of those four components, Man. and that's it. That's Interesting. It. So, so that's how I design. That's how I've designed my dishes for twenty some odd years. But perfectly designed in the way that you're using those elements, but. To create a whole new undefinable, like you said, umami, yeah. right? Like that yeah. undefinable, right? How does un- how does yeah. you know how does this acid work? And you know, nowadays people say like, "Well, what's the what's the acid coming from oh, in man. this dish?" And like, yep. it's coming from sumac that I gathered south of Jerome last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I typically don't use that much lemon juice or lime juice or vinegars unless we've made them or they're in season. You know, I'm not I'm not the guy buying asparagus out of peru in january yeah. it's, it's not it's not the season it's not when the earth wants you to do it yeah the more you respect the earth the more the earth probably respects you back uh at least in my train of thought and sure and it's working yeah, yeah. absolutely rob I, I was gonna say we have asparagus on the menu in january <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So come here in January. Get yourself some asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have toy yeah. buds. <laughs> You'll oh, see Brett on the street with his arms, like his shoulders, <laughs> no, arms no. crossed in front Scowling of him. from across the street. I see the no, poster no. right now, actually. The poster is with Brett just holding it. Oh, yes. Do you really want the asparagus? Do you really want be bringing Rob some Choya Buds? And, yeah. You know, stuff to, well, you know, again. Actually, the thing I'm looking forward to is actually going out with him because oh, he keeps nice. talking about bringing me stuff. And we don't have plans yet, but we have plans to make plans. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's we what will be going about. out together. I've been... I've been wanting. We've done a little. We've done some uh, beer dinner here in the past that we went out and did some foraging. So I'm very minor compared to what he's done. Yeah, and I'm really excited to go out with him and and just see what experience can do and all the things that he'll see that I am absolutely blind to at this point. Yeah. So that that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. That's cool, man. That that's is cool. Well, cool. well. So everybody needs to follow North Mountain Brewing. You're on all the social medias, including MySpace, right? You're yes. on MySpace? Uh, well, 
I have a really, really <laughs> terrible garage band that has a MySpace out there still. Nice. You want, oh, yeah, back in the day, you were a garage bander? Oh, yeah. I'm, I actually, it was the three of us. It was two guys that had play, been playing since they were like teenagers, young teen, and me that picked up a bass guitar at 32. <laughs> Sounds about like me. I, let's just say I was the weak link. Let's, let's, let's cut through all the chaff, the chase, the chaff. All of that. Oh, no. shit. Were you the one bringing the beer, making the beer? That's yeah, why they oh, let you in the band. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Ah. It was in my garage with the kegerator right yes. over there. Yeah, that might have had something to do with it. We all have our roles. <laughs> all right. All right, Rob, we need you to save these seats in the front row. <laughs> I mean, no, we got a bass. We got a bass player. We got a, We got a, just a machine that's going to make the bass line. But, uh, Act like nah. you're playing. I, let's just say I was Linda McCartney. They kind of just turned the volume down on that <laughs> monitor. <laughs> and you just, you're just getting on you it. Just, yeah, you go ahead. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Rob looking like a silent disco. <laughs> More cowbell. <laughs> well, Rob, I'm glad that things took you in the direction that you went, man. Excellent beers, man. Love thank this you, place. Thank you. I appreciate we it. We got a great patio out here yeah. that goes right out to Dunlap. That, that, I mean, not completely out to Dunlap. Like, there's a wall. You're safe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, man, this is, this is a great place. One thing I want Agreed. to say too, I was explaining this to uh, to Jeff earlier. Is is he said this feel? It feels like a family place, right? And so I, I half asked, explained to him, cream ale, right? So your flagship is cream ale, right. right? Right. What what is the story behind cream ale? Uh, well, it goes in a couple different directions. First of all, it's not a cream ale. <laughs> all right. It, it actually thing. is an acronym for me and my family: family, Candy, Rob, Emily, Aaron, Megan. Oh, and it is Emily Aaron. Sorry, that's an ongoing fight in the family. They, okay. the which E comes first. But uh, <laughs> so, so, and it was just uh, to to be quite honest. I got the ingredients from Fate, and it was Fate. They when they first opened, they didn't have a mill, and they got a whole grain order of unmilled grain that they couldn't use. So I told them I'd come over. I grabbed my trailer. I bought it off them, having no idea what was on it. I reeled back here, kind of dug through it, and just. Made cream yeah. uh, on a lark. Oh man! I already had a blonde that was supposed to be the house blonde, but here are all these these, these ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so it kind of got thrown away. So on, on a, it was very serendipitous on a, on a lot of levels. Yeah, and and so the name is Candy Rob Emily Aaron Megan Cream. Yeah. Oh man, love it too, and it's That's a great legit. beer. It's a great beer as well. So it's cool. Thank you. Excellent work, man. I know it's been a long day for you. We're going to let you get out of here. We're going to see if Brett has any more meat on that grill. Uh, I'm sure there's something around there's some- there. <laughs> yeah. A shout-out to Chef David Duarte. Yeah. yeah. Duarte brought all the uh, Who, A512 Wagyu tonight. Who's your team? Who's your team? Uh, so tonight we had Chef Mike. Uh, Jaron's obviously my business partner. Uh, and then uh, Chef David Duarte brought all the A512 Wagyu. So... He's the Arizona ambassador for A five twelve Wagyu. And okay. Not not many places in the state can you find it that he didn't bring it in for. Yeah. So he brought in about four pounds tonight, and Damn. you know by the time we were done, everyone got a big fat slice yeah. or a couple couple thin slices of you know the best best beef in the world. It's yeah. pretty crazy. It's it's, it's, it's bomb. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Oh yeah. He, I mean, yeah. again, yeah, like. <clears throat> Again, pe- people you want to be around you. This guy does so much work for cancer research. He does so much benefit stuff for firefighters. He was a firefighter for 20 years before he got into chefing. And, and 
I've been I've been all over the country doing events with him, and uh, you want to you want to surround yourself with good people. You know, I think 100%. Young, I think younger chefs want to surround themselves by someone they think's going to get them somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh man. I'm I'm coming up close on forty. I want to be around good people. Yeah, Agreed. I want to be around yeah. good people that think about the same things as me. Yep. Not necessarily in the same way, but but in the same, you know, no ways yeah. that crate bar complex beers here. Yep. You guys <clears throat> exposing you know those of us that think we're you know underworld underground guys and you know it's it's all that the underdogs. These, these are the underdogs. Yeah. The tattoo. I got a tattoo. That. Underdog, these yeah. are the people Better I want. Barbed wire. That's what. Oh I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I often tell people if my dad would not have stopped me when I was you know seventeen or eighteen, I'd have barbed wire and tribal bands and oh, the sublime mushroom tattooed <laughs> oh, on yeah. my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Two tattoos I have. One, I got underdog on my shoulder, which people are like, why would you have underdog? I'm like, well. Why not? But my other option was barbed wire. Right. So, good, good choice, choice good on the underdog. Yeah. Second tattoo, I have a cross on the back of my arm, and people are like, dude, you're not even religious. I'm like, no, but it just looked cool. Neither and am I. Like, dude. Neither am I. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys the same. So I tell people with the cross, they're like, ah, dude, you know, like, that's kind of an odd one for you. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It looked kind of cool. My buddy got a tramp step at the same time. Like, oh, this is like 2,000 fights. Yeah. So he got like a tribal tramp step. No. I'm like, that was, I'm way better with that cross than I am with the tribal You're not tramp. allowed to see most of my. Yeah. Is, is it framed out in barbed wire? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, blood man. Drips, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, thanks again. Thanks, thanks again for so coming, much. man. Absolutely, man. This is this is fantastic, Jeff. Thanks for joining, man. man. Thanks for having me, Bob. Yeah. Every time, yeah. shout out to Kraus, man. Uh, yeah. man. Shout thanks out for to making, you guys. Thanks for making the journey, bro. I kept driving. He came to South Flagstaff <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> back snow. I'm taking home snow. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his colleagues <laughs> told him to bring <laughs> snow back from his journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just take him a bottle of water. I tell you what, man. You go about a time. I'm gonna take millions. I'm gonna take the water. Twenty minutes north to my property. Be pretty oh, damn man. close to the snow, my friend. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, it's, it's I love fun it, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. So yeah. thank you for having me. Much and love, yeah. dude. Much it's love. Great vibe. Well, thanks for coming. It's by. awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I want you to stick around for a minute. We're yes. going to talk about what's coming up for you, Ooh. Brett. What's coming up for you? Uh, we have uh, signed an LOI on a uh, brick and mortar, and we look to move forward in the next month or so nice. on uh, getting it built out. You're looking LOI at, uh, meaning letter of intent yes, for sir. those people who don't know that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Loy. Loy. We signed Loy. Sounds delicious. Sounds good. Right. You look to get. That son of a bitch is forging Loy? What is Loy? You look to get wild open by September. Nice. September or October. Uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, the farm is coming along really, really quite damn well right now, but we need a bit of time. Uh, it's a kind of a strategic move of closing down the old restaurant, opening the new one. Uh, we're also going to... F- I always commercial fish on the Canadian fleet every year. Uh, I'm usually gone for about a month. I'm going to be gone about two and a half months this year so that we have the stockpile of seafood when we come back. And I'll be back in early August with all the seafood for the restaurant opening. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. That's where yeah. people often, that's the most frequent asked question is like, where's all the seafood come from? Like, well, let me tell you, we only serve wild seafood. We yeah. always have. We only will. Uh, but one step further is we, we catch it all ourselves. Yeah. Man, so, that's uh, man. Yeah. So we're going, you know, with this, you know, break, I guess, if you will, this year. We'll, we'll do no pop-ups in July and August. We'll be focused on the build-out. Uh, 
and and I think Jaron's headed to Alaska for the summertime with these boys, and I'm headed to Canada for a couple of months to get all our seafood, and I'll be back. Excellent, man. man. We'll pop this bitch open. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Dude, I, I'm excited. Rob, what, what about North Mountain? What's 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 in the near future for you guys? Beer? Beer, yeah. Food? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yeah, more, the jalapeno uh, popper burger is the, the burger and off the chain. The burger of the week this week. It, it's usually a good one. Yeah. Uh, nice. I mean, I, I've got lots of ideas. It's one of those, you know, we try to play a little close to the vest until it gets closer. Sure, sure. But one thing is going out and foraging and making some beer. Nice, man. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it. I want to. I want to be involved in that somehow, even if it's just me. Oh, you've come drunk. with your fancy tent Stop. city shoes. <laughs> You're gonna see me carrying this whole table like over <laughs> my head. Right. right. Like, ah, everybody's talking to the microphone. I had to keep a better yeah. eye on you than Miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys we, for we having me. We won't get into the specifics of that, yeah, Brett. Yeah, yeah, but, we're uh, safe yeah. now. We're all safe now. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Whoa. Gold right here. Whoa. What's going on? Mushroom Beth is handing out <laughs> flyers. What is happening here? Beth, what is happening? It's a donation letter. Okay. It's not for a donation. It just has my name. You're going to donate mushrooms to me? It's so sweet of you, Beth. Uh, uh. I might. <laughs> Beth, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Yes, you were awesome. You. Thank you were awesome. I think you were on for well over an hour. I know. And I told Jeff, and Jeff was like, no. I still don't believe that. That no. is crazy. Yeah. The time I'm going to do you a solid right now, too, Beth. What? You got something in your teeth. You got some I shit do? in your teeth. Can yeah. I turn up the mic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that chicken foot mushroom. No, it's a turn up. <laughs> <laughs> chicken foot mushroom. Chicken foot mushroom. <laughs> Beth, thank you so much. You were awesome. Thank you. You were, you were yes. You guys are great. Yeah. Glad you had fun. I did. Tap that easy podcast. Yeah. Jeff Krause. <laughs> Crate Bar. Make sure you go to Crate Bar. Where is that? It's on. Um, it's in South Tempe. Roll. It's uh, Roland Elliott. Oh, so I can ask you for a donation then. Yeah, give it. I mean, hand it out. <laughs> I mean, put me on the spot, Beth. But um, <laughs> I mean, fucking Beth. You did give me the thirty. She did give. She did give us the gram. She gave us the gram of uh, of what? What did she yeah, give us? The gram? Oh yeah, that we again? got this right here. The I just took a picture cane. and sent it to my wife, so I can't been take it off. Hallucinating for the past yes, forty-five minutes. It is not maple syrup. <laughs> No, that is amazing. It is, is pretty amazing. phenomenal. Yes, and it's marked. You have eight jars of that. How big are the dar- the jars? But like she's all right. What? So she is measuring about two foot in the air. So you've got roughly enough mushroom syrup for about a thousand people. <laughs> Ten thousand pancakes. <laughs> I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a lot, lady. That's a lot. I mean, that's our that is our retirement. Can I? Can I clarify? Right. Can, can I buy into this program? And can right. we just start Wait, selling? Is that what these forms are for? Because I'll sign up. If that's what this is. If this is Ladies a timeshare, and and we are retired. Fifty-five gallon drums of mushroom syrup. <laughs> It's like the new New Jack City is what just about <laughs> it's about to what's going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the heck? Honey syrup is the twenty 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 crack. You're gonna we go home and eat some mushrooms. We tonight, should do a feature and, and do a special, and then maybe raise money for the organization or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do a fundraiser good. on top of a fundraiser. Have you People. had anybody do mushroom in a beer yet? 
mushroom in a beer. Man. No shit. Telluride has a mushroom festival. Seems like where they'd have a mushroom festival. Yeah, it does. Agreed. It does. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna bring that to Arizona. <laughs> Beth, let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. Well, they are gonna because my friend Ricky bought the strawberry lodge and he wants to make the strawberry mushroom festival. Oh, no shit. Not a bad idea. I've heard the strawberry lodge is a really cool place. Well, no, for one vial of uh, mushroom syrup. <laughs> the biggest mushroom I will give you 14 grams of mushroom syrup for your hotel, my good sir. <laughs> it is. It's, I just went up there and gave him some. He goes, did you bring me some of that? I'm like, yes, I did. Do you see how she gives the teasers when she has the biggest? She gives oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, notice how that also that vial of, uh, of of mushroom syrup has gone from this end of the table all the way into her hands now. Like she's trying to steal it back. Then she, then she leaves, and she's like, "Yep, sorry." Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Wait, this is the uh, form we are signing. This, this is, is I ain't signing shit, man. <laughs> Beth, we love you. You're. One of my favorite guests that uh, that I've ever had. Yes, yes. We'll get you on. We're gonna do your. I, I say that to all the. Uh, what would what, what we say? Ams. I say that to all the Ams girls. <laughs> no, Beth. Awesome. We need to do a, an episode just with you. Just with you. Yes, yes. And a few others. And a few others. Yes, yes. All the all the mushroom people. Who could possibly live up to the reputation of Beth the Mushroom Head? My, Beth the Mushroom. Beth took a break from Facebook. Uh. They can't hear you in the microphone, so I'm commentating what's happening. Uh huh. So Beth has planted an Arizona mushroom forest on Facebook. Is that what you said? A forum. Okay. So. <laughs> Is this like that? What was that game like ten years ago where people would plant their own plants and shit? And what was that called? No, I have no idea. No, it was like the Sims version of like planting crops and stuff like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's you, Beth. I, like, I love you. I love mushrooms. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yes, yes. That might be illegal. Yep. So, all right. Do not uh, repeat gonna, that. Do not repeat. We, we need to wrap up. We need to wrap up here. Thank you. Beth, you're Beth, awesome. Thank you. Yes. More mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> Vote mushroom. That's my uh, <laughs> motto right there is more mushrooms. More, oh, my she more should mushrooms. have her own shirt or something. Dude, She, right? I've never seen anybody more passionate about a singular thing in my life. But we need more people like that yeah, in agreed. specific. Oh, man. Crepes. Yep. Jeff Krause, <laughs> yeah. Crepe Bar. You created a concept based on crepes. Man, the very thin pancake. The very like, thin pancake. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I mean, 10 years ago. I, yeah. I literally I was in Paris and I had my very first. I was there studying how to make the macaron at Linot. So I went from Nice up to up to Paris, and it was for an extensive workshop. And it was in one of the markets where I had a Nutella crepe, and that's why the crepe on our menu is called the first time because that's what sparked it. That ah. interaction between that person and me, and then everybody else around. I was like, man, what just happened? It was magical. And I swear to you, on the plane back, 
on the flight back is when I when I drew the the, the business plan up. I drew I wrote wow. a menu and I said, "Man, this is it. I'm going to start a food truck." I didn't yeah. know the name of the time. I just had the menu. I had the idea, and I wanted to make it feel very Parisian, if you would, because it was very diverse. The Parisian street food, and that was trucking good food. It was called um, Responsibly Feeding the Streets, and it was all based around Parisian street food. Do you know what I mean? And Great I, name for the food truck, though. Thank too, you for right? that. Yeah. I kept the intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did. I was like, yeah. man, I got to keep this. Yeah. Um, in 2010, I think it was, it was the eighth most influential food truck in the country. No wow. and shit, And I dude. didn't have a PR, didn't have yeah. marketing. I still don't. After the 10 years, it's just always been organic. And I think it's because of just the passion of what I what I have for, for not only crepes, but just for the culture, the community, and just breakfast. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I want to start people's day off. With a, with a charge. Yeah. Um, I want people to come in and just feel inspired and feel like they're part of something greater than themselves. And I want them to leave thinking about, man, what's it going to feel like the next time? And I can't wait to come to back the next time. And I can't wait to just kick ass today. Um, yeah. And that's kind of been the, the, the goal since day one. And, and it's still, you know, after 10 years... I still feel that, man. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's kind of like, oh, it's just wild. Yeah. And then when I'm getting to experience, like, the future, if you would, and, and Brett's not, I mean, we're kind of the same age, but he's got, a, a, a like, a very futuristic, progressive, but yet old school, historical mind about food and cuisine and, and community. And I'm like, man, that's inspiring. Sure. I truly, not to keep tickling his... Tank. Gold, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm not. I mean, but he, but man, you just got to taste his food. It's different. It's yeah. it's exciting, and that's what I truly feel like is what Arizona cuisine is going to be about. You know it's what I mean? interesting to me because I see how I experience this food, and you know, I know the stories behind it. But then to see you start explaining the food, yeah, before it even arrives, and then we have it, and you have those. I call them aha moments. You oh, call man. them magic. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing in my eyes. Yep. Um, when you have those aha moments or those magic moments with food, that to me, it's almost like chefs are like the guides, the conduits to having those aha moments. And when you oh, have man. a really great experience at a restaurant, it's because the chef and the owners of that restaurant set you up for it. It's not oh, because it's just a happenstance thing. It, it was no. very specific and there's yep. a lot of time going into it and not just the time of making the meal or learning how to make, in your instance, a crepe, but the trips to Paris yeah. and soaking in those things and it's not just, um, you know, oh, like you went out there with a technical uh, a technical mindset, but you went out there ready to experience and enjoy the food yep. and now you brought that back to Arizona and that's why what you're doing is so stand out yeah. is because there's not opportunities like that there's not perspectives like that and you've invested hundreds of hours of time hundreds of thousands of hours of time into not only crafting your skills but then also crafting the vision you've gone with and there's so much of that in arizona that's not being highlighted agreed agreed and i think this is where you guys come into play You, you truly are a catalyst you guys are the light charge the bulb to bring that out. Do you know what I mean? Because there's not a lot of people doing it. Christina Barada does a great job. Yeah, excellent exactly. job. Um, she do does a really mean? good job. But, yep. but you two are like... Well, do you know what I mean? Trying to, we're trying to yeah. emulate what people I like, like that face. have if done. I yeah. put your face oh. into uh, vocals, like that would have been... Bottle that I would up say and sell it. Burger, 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 burger. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you... I mean, that you, yeah. I mean, you... I mean, that's the source of energy of getting it out there. Um, well, I would say the source is you guys, the chefs oh. themselves. Yeah, we yeah. are... 
doing what we can to stoke the flames. That's kind of the perspective I take on it. And I, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're the same way where it's like, um, I don't feel like our stories are all that interesting, but I feel like we do a good job of uh, collectively being able to tell what tell the stories of what you guys yeah. are doing. And, you know, it's just we're, we're lucky that Eric and I have both invested time into being able to tell stories and we love food and beer. And yeah. people like yourself are available for us to talk with and sit down and have that oh, conversation man. with because yeah. um, there's there really is a gap for it. And that's where yeah. we're trying to come in and uh, help that gap. And there's other people doing what we're doing, but we come at it with simply the approach of finding people like yourself and having you tell your story in the way that you want it to be told. Because when people oh, come man. into your restaurant, man. that's yep. what's going to change their minds. That's what's going to yep. shape their experience. So yeah, uh, it was but, it was really special for me being able to sit down with you and get your take on you know the incredible food that brett made and uh it's always a pleasure sitting down with eric and having beers so man and your always. your your look is intense like i don't know if you ever stop like, it, luke, like i don't know on it, dude. Yeah. luke is on it man <laughs> he is like his eyes his attention like i mean it's i mean you're just observant you're aware of what's going on i appreciate all around that a lot man um, i told him i told him in between like recordings this evening yeah. i was like dude your co-host for this for this food <laughs> yeah. segment yeah yeah, the, the, he, I mean, yeah. It's the like, same. You two yeah. have the same, and this is where the parallels are, right? Because I don't know if you guys would be as magical if you didn't care. If to you me, didn't put that's, the, that's you know the, I mean? uh, if you didn't put the time in. All of it. Sure. It's yeah. like, it's one thing to be a good videographer, a good podcaster, or interviewer, or whatever you, or a good chef. But if you don't have stories oh, that you're man. telling with what you're doing, yep. it's just another cookie cutter thing. You can be the best of yep. the best cookie maker in the world, but if you don't have something special to it, who cares if you it's don't have a, something special to your podcast? It's oh man, baker, not <laughs> cookie maker. Hey, I'm also thinking I'm like cookie makers. Cookie was not gonna. My dad was the best. <laughs> Slowly maker chipping away at my credibility You're over here. I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm just fucking with you. No. So what I was gonna say too with 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 what you and I were talking about in between recordings as well with with Jeff, dude, and we we love having you part of this because. As accomplished and as as respected as you are in, in this in this community, not just in Arizona, but obviously, and we're going to get into this in a second. But like on the national level of, of who you are as a, as a chef and as a person, um, it was really cool for Luke and I to see you talking to Brett, talking to Beth, you know, the mushroom lady who we talked to for forty nine hours about mushrooms. <laughs> it was amazing. Every second was amazing. But you still have this curiosity, man. Mm. Like uh, you yeah. have this like the the like you weren't thinking of like, okay, what what can I say that I've accomplished that's gonna up the, it, mm. it's it's there was zero of that and it was a hundred percent of you were intrigued about yeah. the mushrooms and everything, man. So so man. For someone who has perfected a craft as well as you have, to still have that curiosity and that um, that just, I don't know, just... Excitement. Excitement, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Ma'am. I think that's awesome. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, I am excited. You know what I mean? I feel, yeah. can I tell you, I feel like I'm not even close of being able to be like, man, I've got this mastered. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I am excited. I am curious because there's so much more... Like, like I said, I'm inspired by this guy. Yeah. He's bringing something to the table nobody's ever done Brett, in Arizona. Brett, Brett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Nobody's ever done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then 
the mushroom lady. Like, it's just, I'm just excited. Like, when people are excited, I'm excited. And I think that's why I vibe with you two. You're excited. Like, people don't see your facial expressions. Sure. You know what I mean? smile I have like, you know as you're I mean? talking. Like, and your body, like, yeah. movements. Like, it's just sure. energetic. It's like, man, I vibe with it. It's It fuels me. Um, so, well, I don't know. At the I've, same time, it's like, we get excited because there is no lack of people like yourself, whether it's breakfast or yeah. bread with forged oh, ingredients man. or whatever iteration of food in Arizona it is. Um, there's mm. so, so, so much going on, and we really don't have to do all that much. We, you know, Eric has done it more often than I, but we get on the microphone and we crack jokes and we smile and try and guide the conversation a little bit. But really what it comes down to is having chefs like yourself talk through mm. your experience and articulate that to the people because... For me, even personally, a year ago, I did not realize what cuisine or what beverage in Arizona looked like. Oh, now, yeah. after jumping in both feet first with Eric and meeting with people like yourself and going on forages and going to tasting dinners and whatnot, I'm like, holy shit, man. How did I not know this stuff existed here beforehand? Man. And it's like, it's not, uh, there's no sense of arrogance or not trying to cast anyone out. To see Brett talking to all the people tonight and having just a great time, and then see you chopping it up with the mushroom lady, and yeah. I could see you almost imagining what kind of foods you could make with the things that she has available, and it's yeah. like that—that that is Arizona cuisine man. right there. That's how stuff happens. Is oh, it's not man. always, you know, it, it almost is never these big meetings where there's you know huge money at stake or anything like oh, that. Man. It's small things like what yep. just what we were just able to witness, where it's a local mushroom lady who works with foragers and stuff that could potentially get you mushrooms or give Brett information. And uh, you keep referencing oh, the future of Arizona cuisine. Yeah. And to me, that's what it is. Is not necessarily everything is made in Arizona or it's all Arizona-inspired, but bringing that flavor into oh, it man. and uh, bringing it close to home where you yep. can resonate with everything that's being made. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. special, dude. Well, that's, like that's like a yeah, mic drop. Know. That's like a mic drop, dude. That's a mic drop. God damn it, I had a good point. You got to follow that. Yeah. Oh, man. You have to rearrange this whole thing <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, that's that's layered on so many levels, dude. That's that's pretty. That's amazing. Well, so yeah, I guess to, uh, you know, yeah. chop that off there and bring it to the next section is Brett. Uh, Brett, uh, Jeff, what do you have going on over the well, next? We can, yeah, we can play that off. Brett. Brett, yeah. get over here, Brett. I was get definitely just calling right. him over here. <laughs> like, like they're laughing, they're smiling over there. They're he like, was right behind Jeff. <laughs> just to clarify, he was right behind. Him. Oh yeah. man, so much is going on, and I think that's part of it. Like, I also want to just bring some exposure to Arizona because I think, and I'm not from here, and I was only going to be here for a year, um, and then I just fell in love. I was like, man, there's mm. something here that is is not only opportunity there's not only opportunities but sure. man i think this is my this is my life mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like this is my this is potentially my 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 place to make something last longer than just myself do you know what i mean and sure. and luckily i found my passion when i was young and i was cooking and i was food and that was entertaining and and hospitality um and man i what I have coming up, dude, I don't even know. I don't even know how to put it into words because I don't even <laughs> understand it completely. Um, but man, on March fifth, there's a there's a new show coming out on Food Network. It's a brand new series. I was fortunate and lucky, blessed enough to to be away for the whole month of September um, of 2019 filming filming it. Um, and that was a month that man, when I came back, not only did I miss Crate Bar, my culture, my community, but it also made me realize, man, there's so much more 
that I could be doing. There's so mm-hmm. much more that, that, that my staff could be doing, we could be doing as a whole. And I'm like, man, I think that this show airing is going to show a lot about what I am all about, which is all about the family meals, the, mm-hmm. the community, the culture of, of dining and, and eating. And I just hope that um, it's going to highlight Arizona as my, my place to be. Um, and I and I think that's going to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really fully don't even understand what's going to happen. But March 5th, the, the premiere is coming out. Brand new series for Food Network. Um, it's going to be a six-week-long series. Where and, can people uh, follow you? Um, so, man, okay, Chef Jeff Krause on all social media avenues. Um, Krause, K-R-A-U-S. You got it. So Chef yep. Jeff Krause, K-R-A-U-S, um, on Instagram. I just started up the Twitter. My there's a website now set up. Um, Facebook. You got, wait, you have a Jeff Krause website? Oh set man, up. dude, it's crazy, dude. man. I'm uh, gonna start. I'm gonna have like I'm gonna do like a sh- like a Jeff Krause like T-shirt like with your <laughs> like you, David Hasselhoff running across the beach. Stop, I'm stop just gonna it, superimpose your face on it. We need to get one of those. We need to get one of those shirts where it's like a bow tie or like a suit oh printed on the front, God, but instead dude. it's a scarf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> I did it. Um, He's like, I don't want any of that. Nothing. FYI, I don't the show's going to be entertaining. I mean, I, I brought it. Like, if you, I've been on Chopped before. I've had national exposure. Um, and I've never really thought about it, but I overthought Chopped. Going into this series, man, I was like, man, I felt I felt more confident in my staff than ever. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a staff that I have. They are professional on all levels, man. You know what I mean? And when I left, I didn't have to worry about the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Sure. They had it. They, they had it. They were quick to, to fast track their, their, their responsibilities and take on new stuff. And, man, we couldn't have worked more as a, as a, as a whole. Um, Rob is leaving. Thank you for showing me your Rob, kitchen, man. Thank you so much. Dude, that was fantastic, by the way. I'll be stopping by. Please, man. Man, please. Rob is leaving his own brewery with a handful. Like, he looks like a rob. He's robbing it right now. He is actually a criminal. It's a criminal. Some of these. Oh, he's got the. What is that? Oh, dude. Wait, that's the the second anniversary. anniversary Look at this guy. Come here, flexing. He has the second anniversary (laughs) ale from Mother Road. This thing's been aging since 1947. Oh my god! No. <laughs> Two thousand, dude. That is. Are you going to drink that tonight, Rob? No. No. What's going on with it? Where are you taking it? I don't know. I'm just getting out of here before. Oh dude, yeah, you, you're going to get mugged. You're going to get mugged. With... Rob, See thanks you, Rob. again, man. Thanks, yes. Bob. Man, he showed me his kitchen. Can I tell you? Like, this is, okay, this is part of the magic, I think, because his back of the house, front of the house is all together. So if you look behind you right now, oh, yeah, yeah. there's no separation. Mm-hmm. Um, are you with me? And yeah, there, yeah. they're sitting probably, what, 125, 150 people in here? And that, that sure. is maybe the size of a food truck. Are you with me so on that? So all of that right here is like, that's it? That's it. Because out through those doors is the, is the brewery. And the prep area. So there's a little prep area. Yeah. That's it. So what you're looking at right now is is right behind the handles is the kitchen. That's impressive, Dude, man. It's super impressive. That is impressive. I was like, well, man, where are you cooking this food? And he's you know he's got a flat top back there. He's got you know a little oven. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, yeah, there's not a lot of space to do this. You know what I mean? There's Which, not a lot of space in Crepe Bar either, though. No, and you that's why I'm fascinated very, by that. Very efficient. 
right? The, the efficiency is, is crucial at that point. 100%. Well, I get weird about wasted space and extra movement. Um, and part of it, you'll, yeah, you'll, I mean, the more and more you get to hang out with me, the more you understand, like, right about now, my I start winding down. I start getting a little bit oversensitive. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> You're like, why am I on this side with three chairs? Right. There's only one of me. This is wasted yes. space. All the meds yeah. are wearing off. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, holy smokes. Um, right, but we're I, wrapping up right now. <laughs> right. Um, but it was all about movement of, like, no more than, like, front to back or three steps right, three steps left. And if you go get your stuff, get it in one tray and come back. Do not yeah. waste space. Let's let's use our let's use our energy on creating something magical. You know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so absolutely. So that that is about efficiency. So when I was watching, I always look. I'm always looking at the movement when I come into a restaurant or a brewery. And man, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's cool. I'm and, glad. To, I'm, for, I'm, I'm glad. Number one, that you had joined us for this episode. Number two. I'm glad that you were impressed by the place that we've been because oh, you've never been here. Yeah, like that yeah. was that was really cool. That was it's, like a bonus for me. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful always to have you guys have me. Right, like yeah. it's pretty special. But this is pretty cool. It's it feels like I'm in a different place altogether. Yeah. Feels special with the, with the right. I mean, it's a forty-minute drive. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, yeah. this is this is like a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was thinking to see if they have VRBO up in Sunny Slope. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I'm into it, man. I love is that it. Airbnb. VRBO. What is VRBO? You know what VRBO is? No, I didn't. I just learned this like three days ago. Uh, no, like it's it's I like an Airbnb. But it's more RBO vacation rentals. Definitely by... making this up right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just yeah. shakes it off. <laughs> you guys are making up. Uh, like, I can't think what the O means. Anyway, this is an Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. All right, this, this is where the, com- this... the commercial. <laughs> the commercial <laughs> comes in for the VR yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I get an email tomorrow. Dear Eric, we have declined your request for sponsorship. Thank you, VRBO. <laughs> you forgot what the old stuff What we do. You don't even know what we do, you son of a bitch. Ah, uh, shit. All right, oh let's wrap this God. up. Jeff. I love you guys. Thank you love so you much. Too, man. For real. Man. Yeah. Every freaking time. I appreciate it, man. It's a good you. time. It's a, you're you're going to come on more and more and more. Please, man. Right. Please. So you better tell Food Network to fucking chill out a bit, right? Chill out. I'm committed already. Yeah, Food exactly. Network. <laughs> Tap that AZ. They'll be like, hell yeah. All right. Every time I say that, dude, they look, they stop, and they're like, oh. And then they laugh. It's such a brilliant name. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Oh, uh, shit. I love you guys. Jeff. Yes. Chef Jeff Krause. K R A U S. You got it on Instagram. Yep. Crate Bar. You got it. Tempe. Food Network. Oh man, March fifth. March fifth. Six weeks. Taste of AZ on Instagram and Facebook as well. Check us out online. Tasteofaz.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Get yourself some fucking mushroom syrup. All right. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you so much. Phoenix Food Culture is where it's at. 